Moaning system, built-in heating and storage. Ooh, heating system? Okay. <laughs> 6 this is KTSE Av live on YouTube. Episode 109. Come kick it with us. Uh, we have our illustrious host, the Tech Messiah, a.k.a. Coochie Main. Um, and just want to start it off. First of all, fuck <laughs> that nigga Gucci Mane. Went to a concert last night, right? It, Legends of the Street Tour. Um, if anybody, like, if it comes to your city, definitely check it out because, like, it, it was live as fuck. I'm not even gonna lie. This nigga Gucci Mane performs. So it's Trina Jaru. Hey, shout out to Kendra for this. So you feel me? Inspiration. Let's get it. And, like, he just abruptly ended his set and just did. Black boy down, it be joyous when we die. They don't even look at nice, they don't see the other side. They only kill the blacks, and then they say it's just a fight. Like he was playing Lemonade, and then the next thing we know, they play that Yo Gotti, uh, That's What's Up, which if, if y'all are music heads, you know those two are beefing. So when that song came on, I was like, what the hell? Is, is Yo Gotti here too? Like, this doesn't make sense. Are they finna, is, are Jeezy and Yo Gotti about to jump? Gucci, like what's going on? Like, how do you, like, you pay your hard-earned money to go to these concerts, and niggas just dip out. Like, it, it just doesn't make any sense. So, I'm no longer listening to Gucci Man or Coochie Mane, as he's going to be called. Um, he got washed in that versus. Uh, he's washed as an artist. Um, he basically just pulls out a bunch of junk and fillers. Um, he'll get you a couple of decent songs every now and again, but fuck Coochie Mane uh, is all I got to say. <clears throat> He had to go home and charge the clone. Like the clone doesn't have as much energy as the real Gucci man has. So he had to go home and, and plug himself back in. So I respect that. Uh, we have Marcus Sniffles and we have a very special guest, Cena. What's good, y'all? Hey, what's good? What's good? What's good? Yeah. So I've, I think I've missed like two weeks of the last podcast. So I'm here to really get my pod on. I'm here. I'm here for three or four hours. And uh, honestly, I'm watching uh, Miami Vice right now. Buffy the Body's in this movie. I did not know that. She's an extra in the club here. That's that's good for her. I wonder what she's up to. Yeah, I wonder what 2022 Buffy the Body looks so like. So you're willingly watching that movie? I feel like, like you if, put you're, it on. if you're of a certain age, Buffy the Body means something to you. And I think I'm going to look her up and see what she's up to. I think you're going to be very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> you might not want to do that, man. Just let, let the memories live on in your head. Uh, shout out to Pinky. Shout out to Cherokee the ass. You know how it goes down. Oh, she's I, she's on TikTok. Hey, yeah, hey, I see. Hey, she still got it, bro. <laughs> she still got she still it. Still got it a little bit, yeah. Ain't no so, so that's a perfect transition. Oh no, people still <laughs> oh, got man. it. So, if you listen to last week's episode, we had the that brother Los didn't mess up his name this time, but I guess the running thing on social medias or in his circles, and, and one thing that we cannot figure out for whatever reason. And please let me know if you have an answer to this. But he might be the only uh, heterosexual male on the face of this planet that does not find Rihanna attractive. And it, it's it been bothering me ever since he said this. I just don't I don't see it. I don't know if like Rihanna stole his girl or something like that. I don't know if he she like dubbed him at some point, which he would probably never even have the chance to be in her presence and absorb her essences. So he doesn't he doesn't find her attractive at all, like nothing. He said that she is overrated. So that that oh tells me God. that. So that kind of had our group chat buzzing a little bit. And 
for the sake of argument, I was like, hey, are there five women on the face of this earth finer than Rihanna? So for the sake of roasting Los, we're going to say no. But my true feelings are that statistically, based on how many people are in this world, that there probably is. Low-key, there might be five of them in Barbados right now, like mixing up mixed drinks and chopping up coconuts and stuff like that. But for the sake of this argument, answer is no. Los, you're a sicko. You need to answer for your sins. You need to repent. The floor is yours. For the record, uh, that brother wears glasses. He needs to get his prescription checked out. Like, I don't know how those things work, but there's no way that those glasses are helping him. If he looks at the beautiful, undeniable goddess that is Rihanna that has graced our presence on this planet and looks at her and says, nah, can't be that. Can't be that. You know, I, I kind go. of, Here we go. I, I get where he's coming from. I'm, I, you can never say I was that. literally about to say that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I get where he's coming from. Like, if you say she's a bit overrated, um, but I'm bringing to the to the to the front of the court Low Ski, who basically said that there isn't a woman, period, that's more attractive than Rihanna. That's and a I lot. feel like <laughs> that's a lot. That? That's Rihanna. Damn, you need to clean your phone up. But anyway, um, and I, I don't have my glasses on, so thank you for you know talking shit about niggas that are blind. Um, but anyway, like when I think about it, beauty is very subjective, and beauty is in the eye of the beholder. We've all heard that cliche before. Um, saying she's the most beautiful woman in the world, like I don't even think she's the most beautiful woman in entertainment. Um, I don't think she's as beautiful as Beyonce. Uh, Selma Hayek, um, so it, it's this is dark skinned like woman, me, highly melanated woman with the fro a few weeks ago that went viral for just walking down the street in New York, and she is like just like it looks like just God put His hands on her and, and gave her he he escorted her to Earth. She was so fine. It's hard to say whether somebody is like I mean because we all have different tastes. Like some of us like. Uh, you know, white women, black women. Oh my God. Know? Hello. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm not saying us. I'm saying like people in the world. I, I don't, you know, you clearly, you, you can see my shirt, right? M- milk. I feel it. Okay. Okay. But, yeah, I, but I do know, feel you know, like I there, are, there are certain women and not even just women. There are certain people that are just beautiful to everybody. Like everybody will look at this person and be like, oh yeah, they're, they're gorgeous or they're fine. And I feel like Rihanna's one of them, but to say she's the top one, no. It's the forehead. As a fellow big forehead queen, it's the forehead. <laughs> I mean, most women with big foreheads, it's like, you know, those are the ones you got to look for. Those are the ones you got to look for. Forehead kisses. This, is, stuff this like that. is my thing, and this is how, and I know I'm a different type of cat when it comes to the way that I view women. To me, if you said that Rihanna was the sexiest woman of all time, are, are just in the in the world, I would give you kudos to that because she like I, the sex appeal. I still wouldn't even say that. What about Selma Hayek? She's old now. Yeah, she old. Yeah, she, she still old, looks old, great. So. What? I'm not saying she don't, but yeah, she still looks good. Yeah. She, this this whole argument, I, I had this like back in the day. This is almost like the whole Halle Berry thing, where like Halle Berry was at the peak of her, you know, finest or whatever. 
where like you cannot tell anybody that there's any woman finer than Halle Berry. And I'm like, fam, I watched BET Uncut, like mm. allegedly. Yeah. So I watch, I've seen Tip Drill, I've seen the Snoop Dogg beautiful video. Like, yeah, it's not that ain't it, dog. Like, there's I will I will pick some of these vixens. Like back when them uh, damn, was that that popular magazine with all the airbrush women on there that featured like the body? Huh? Was it King? King, yeah, yeah, yeah. King magazine. You go through King magazine and be like, yo, there's about ten of them, like right here. So like, I I, I get it, but to say that she's not attractive is absurd. Like, yeah, I I get the whole thing where everybody has their preferences, kind of like with uh, music and food, it's subjective. Mm-hmm. However, there is a baseline, right? If you tell me that McDonald's is the epitome of fine dining, I'm not going to take anything you say seriously. <laughs> we can all agree that that's not true, or you've literally not lived your life outside of the dollar menu, right? So, yeah, I guess I can see if he said, I can see if that brother Lowe said, hey, you know, Rihanna's not my cup of tea. She's a beautiful woman. That's fine. But nowhere on this earth, could I ever have the words leave my mouth that she is not attractive and overrated? If she's not attractive and she's overrated, like you need to provide me a list. Like, show me kind of like what your steez is, what your get down is, and then maybe I can understand. Like, I can get your perspective, take a walk in your shoes. But yeah, dogs, I I can't rock with that, bro. I, I don't want to. I don't want to walk in the shoes of someone who doesn't find Rihanna attractive. Like, I don't know where those shoes are going to take me. So I'd rather just not get in those shoes and take that walk like i'm not doing that but like i yeah. like th- th- it's all about preferences like you can look like i can look at say uh what's that girl name um from uh captain marvel what's her name you know anybody know her name the actress bria bria larson i can look yeah. at bria larson i can say like you know what that's an attractive woman i can also say that's not for me. That's not for me. She got a strong jawline, but she's... I mean, she's been in the gym. She's, you know, trying to be a superhero. That is what it is. Or Scarlett Johansson. I mean, I've, I people say that she's elite milk, so I think that she might... You know, maybe we should ask him if he had to pick between Scarlett Johansson and Rihanna, who he'd pick. Then that might tell us a little I bit. I think, you, you know what, honestly? Lowski pointed out the fact that the, the brother Lowski does sound white. <laughs> I'm gonna put two or two together. I'm just saying because he did not, say, "Hey, you're a white that. man." So... You're not you're not I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. Just keeping it buck. I've already been. I've already been accused on Instagram. Shout the homeboy or Kashan of, of being uh, making racist videos. Um, yeah. So, hmm. So, real quick, just while we're on that, as we transition, do you all think those videos are racist? I, I think they're just funny. I think it's just jokes. Yeah. What 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 video? The the mayonnaise madness videos. The sneaker the sneaker madness videos. No. They may be getting upset by the mayonnaise comment, uh, but no, it's just not. a joke. The mayo madness. I don't. I don't what think. If, it's... What if they said if it's like the Congo uh, crucible for something that you did or something? Who knows? You know. Well, typically. Well, Outside of like overt racism, black people don't be doing stuff like that. Like we, you know, take showers and <laughs> things of that nature. We don't let dogs look our newborn babies in the mouth. That should I have it might happen, but I've I haven't seen it in my circle, so I don't want to generalize. But I'm just saying these videos are absurd. And the thing is, like, I'm just pointing out what we all see. I've made ten of these videos. 
and these these people that like take sneakers and do all kinds of weird shit with them like they tie-dye them put them in like hawaiian punch i seen a dude chop up like 80 pairs of air force ones and make a soccer ball and i didn't just i didn't have the energy to, to dissect that because it was the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen i seen a dude take a bunch of pair of yeezys and make a couch mm. and the thing that i'm pointing out is all of the hands doing these tasks and these activities are not melanated i'm just pointing out the facts there was one black guy there was one black guy that turned a pair of jordan ones into like a pot a pot plant but that was one out of like a zillion i've seen so i'm just i'm just saying like if you send me the facts if y'all send me videos of our melanated kings destroying expensive sneakers i will flame them up too but sorry it is what it is but moving on uh one thing i did put as a topic i didn't look into it too much i didn't really want to break it down too much i've seen the tweets back in the day but apparently we are uh, a step closer to having sex robots in the dating community and i know marcus if you go check his well maybe his deleted twitter well, he, his other twitter that has now been deleted because of the filth that was on there um he was a big supporter of the sex robot community and you know we are a sex positive podcast we don't kink shame um go listen to the or watch the uh principles of pleasure the pleasure principle i can never get the title right on netflix you know if a consenting adult and a consenting robot are cool what's going down that's their business and that's okay so we're not going to shame these people however like what does the world become if like you can just be like hey i'm about to you know put this sex robot on afterpay and like be blowing his back out like like black mirror style like that episode that that, that robot was blowing her back out i was like yo this is this is not good that robot put her through the headboard i was like jesus christ took her to pound yo is there an easy mode for this thing because she, she wasn't ready she was not ready Oh uh, it's yeah. like you, you got to have like a, a special playlist for your sex robot like maybe put like computer blue on there uh mr robot like what what do you listen to when you're getting ready to get nasty with a robot like i don't know what the vibe is with that one <clears throat> computer love there you go there you go <laughs> i feel like they come in with built-in playlists for that very reason you should probably have to pay a little bit extra for that, like extra play. I don't, the that's, only that's the premium subscription. Yeah, my only issue with these uh, uh, sex robots is I haven't seen any of them in color. They're all they're all pretty uh, Caucasian looking. I haven't really seen any uh, sisters with like you know four C natural hair yet. So that's what that's what I'm waiting on. I think they're still trying to figure out the proportions. Got to get that right. I mean, yeah, does that really need, matter in the days of BBLs? Like, does does that even matter? Like, they need to have some black people in the room when those things get made because <laughs> I feel like there's going to be some straight up racism when it comes to them <laughs> sex robots if there ain't no black you know people what? in that room. <laughs> I want to find. I'm gonna I'm gonna do some research. I'm gonna find a, a male or female that has experienced love with a with a doll or something like that, and see if I can get them on because I am kind of curious, like about that. You know, like what what goes on with the thought process behind it. I mean, I'm not trying to keep shame. You do what you want to do. I mean, women have a gauntlet of toys and, and accessories and stuff like that. Men, they have theirs too. I've seen one in person and I was just like, whoa, nigga, this is like weird. But um, I mean, I'm not, not saying weird, but you know, like I just couldn't 
Like it, it was just like a butt, and then you know, like what the heck? But you know, if, more power to it. If it's gonna stop mass shootings and and people being depressed and people wanting to end their life, like, yeah, hey, get your rocks off. So I just stumbled across up upon a site. Um, I just googled it to see what the what it was looking like. So, um, for anybody that's into that, there is a website called yourdoll.com. And they have their quote unquote sex robots, but they're really just like high end. Is that secure? Is that secure? Wow, that looks like her. Um, wow. Yeah, they're just really high end. Like, I don't think they do anything. Like, I don't think they have any like motorized anything. But actually, let me send y'all this link in the chat real quick. But. Yeah, there's there's some advanced stuff. This looks like this kind of um, caters to like the hmm maybe all these women look Asian, so I think they're catering to a, a specific type of demographic. Maybe uh, yeah, I'm missing y'all the link, but one of these things cost eighteen hundred dollars. So for about two two bands, that's that's not bad. Well, how long do those things last for? Like, no, I don't. I don't think they do anything. I think they're just really. Um, let's see. Da, da, da. Yeah, I got uh, myrealdolls.com. These are they got some on sale for like nineteen ninety five, but they can get up to about four bands. They they actually like if I was looking from a distance, me as a blind person, um, not really blind, so I don't want to offend nobody. Me without my glasses, like. One of them looks like they've been sweating. Um, they look realistic. They don't have any of that. These are all white women, too, and looks like one Spanish woman. Um, uh, oh, it's a black girl. Okay. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> I, I can't show this, but this goes with the topic. Just see the name, Rihanna Black Sex Doll. Hmm. There you go. I feel like a cease and desist letter is coming uh, for, for that because that seems like that's against the law using her image and likenesses. Um, shout out to Sharon. Yes, you, you definitely came at again. We're a sex positive podcast. You know, we're not gonna if people want to make love to robots, that's their business. You know what I'm saying? Like, who am I to judge them? I don't know their struggle, I don't know their life. Um <clears throat> I mean, this is kind of the future. This is where things are headed. Well, they're definitely going to be the first ones to go when there's the AI uprising. So, because you know, I'm not, people... I'm not trying to get too deep into this. But <laughs> like... This one, it has a lot. It has feet type, toenail colors. Uh, you could pick the skeleton, uh, the the nail color. Well, I already said they got big boned on there. They have what? Big boned. <laughs> For the Rihanna, they. Wow, wow, Chan. Chan is in the chat calling us sickos. I mean, again, the they have the female kit for Rihanna. Oh, wait, again, sex positive. That's what you're into. Um, God, God bless. moaning system, built in heating and storage. Ooh, heating system. Okay, <laughs> we, okay, we're we're this is some next level. They got stuff. one that looks like Morse chestnut. I'm asking for me. 
<laughs> so Rev said he's putting an order in for the Jason Tatum one. Again, we can maybe start a, a you know, a gun GoFundMe. Maybe, maybe once we hit um, a certain follower count on Spotify, maybe we can arrange that. I'm 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 down for the cause. I, I put I put a couple dollars. I used to have to give us a, a detailed review on your experience, fam. And if we want to go next level with this filth, like this could be. I'm about to give away a, a million dollar idea that I need one of you guys to take advantage of, but this could be the next wave in OnlyFans. Sex robots. You don't need to get a real person. You don't have to pay them. Just get you a couple sex robots. If I feel like if somebody's into purchasing a sex doll or robot, I'm sure they would watch like sex robot play. If that makes sense. Are you so talking about two? Are you talking about two robots? Or one person with a robot. Oh, one person with a robot. Hmm. Or you could arrange, you know, you could have like like Tiger Woods in Vegas have like ten of them at the same time, allegedly, you know? Allegedly. That's yeah. that's a whole hentai category. It's up. I'm it's just saying, up. like look, when somebody does it, hey, you heard it here first. You know, I'm not in a position to, to do that. Uh, the way that my marriage is set up, I'm not sure if the wife would be cool <laughs> participating in those activities. But um, if somebody does it after his podcast, just give me like give me like three percent. I'm not greedy. I just need a couple ducats. And they do have BBW. Like this is crazy. Wow. So shout out to MyRealDolls.com for all our you know listeners that like to get out. Damn, Mark's getting packed up in the chat. That's crazy. It's crazy. Um, I mean, who's to say that we can't have a, we can't, you know, try something new? Just bring a doll in, you know? It is what it is. You know? Um, that's a good question. If it cuts off, you got to make sure you charge it up. That's basically how that works. I mean, I feel like that's something you got to plan for. Like, you have your whole day set up with this, with this sex robot. It's not a, oh, well, I'm bored. Let me just go ahead and knock it out in like five minutes. Like, you got to get your playlist together. Get your get the candles right, set the mood. Maybe you know, bring order in some food, all kinds of stuff. You just, you think you're just gonna pull it out the closet and just get to get to work? You know what I'm saying? You gotta clean that thing out, clean up after. There's a lot of stuff I feel like that comes with this sex doll. So I just I, hope they've made sure that it's absolutely water resistant because that would be tragic. Oh yeah, the first person that dies from that, they're gonna they're going in the history books. <laughs> I mean, I, I it, it would suck. <laughs> To have an EMT walk in on your dead body with the sex doll on top of you with a tub. <laughs> what was he doing? Just straight electrocution. <laughs> with a belt around your neck. <laughs> and then, and then Line Order will make an episode about it like three months. <laughs> Viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> dun dun. Oh my God. Yeah, that's a. Uh... Shut up, that that boy G. He said they already have sex robots out in Japan. How do you know, my brother? <laughs> That's a good question. It's very oddly specific. What part in is his play? in his defense? I will say, you know, the tweet did go viral of them showcasing it in Japan. Oh, I, never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to tell myself. Go. I was about to say. Go ahead and tell yourself. Go ahead. With the with the circular thing where they had it on yeah. this point. Okay. Yeah. I have that yeah. video. I have that video on my phone. Allegedly. In your, in your bookmarks. Oh, huh? possibly. Oh wait, wait, wait. Uh, I saw that. No. I, so damn. That that that's hilarious. It was uh, somebody put some music from like Hunter Hunter behind it. it. Is the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. If you if you know you know, shout out to Hunter Hunter. <clears throat> 
one of the greatest animes of all time, unlike fucking Yu Hakusho, Loski, you fucking bum. Um, anyways, that's, well, that, that's the that's first personal. mention, first mention of anime. So here, here we go. I, I would I would take sips. I didn't I didn't think I didn't think anime was on the list. I thought it was the other thing. I, I no, nah, it was on there. It was on the list. I mean, it's a, well, it's let me great. say before I end up dying here tonight. It's a great show. It's a great show. I kind of want to pivot in direction. Um, kind of want it Reb to be here for this part, but I mean, we can keep cooking. Uh, you know, we'll wait and see if she can come through. But as Marcus said earlier, he was. Uh, absent, you know, getting Doc pay while he wasn't on the podcast, but he was out gallivanting uh, around the nation. Oh, okay. yeah, that's yeah, that's disgusting. Uh, yeah, this man's over here dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, I want to get his uh, his thoughts on his his uh, travels amongst the the West Coast. So, like two weeks, two weekends ago. I was off the podcast because I went to Vegas to go to uh, see Silk Sonic. I will say, every negative thing that anybody has ever said about Silk Sonic, y'all need to apologize. And you, will need not, to re- you need to repent for your sins because those two together, live is a totally different experience. I have seen Beyonce in concert. I've seen Kanye West in concert. I've seen a lot of great acts in concert. This was one of the best. This was the best show I've been to. Um, I think what helps their performance was when we first got there, you can see the stage set up, right? There's no opening act or anything in the stage compared to all the bigger acts that I've seen. And when you think of like Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars, you're like, okay, those are two big names. They deserve like a big arena type deal. But it's not. It's kind of a small stage. It's like it's those two guys, a bass player. Trumpet player, horn player, drummer, and a guy on keys. There's not a lot of people on the stage. It's just live music, uh, dance, choreography, live vocals. Uh, mics are on. A lot more uh, interacting with the crowd. Uh, but just hearing every song from that album live was an incredible experience because it sounds way better like i have a lot of the live versions of these songs on my playlist and i i feel like they're going to re-release um all these songs live like I, when skate came out i remember when skate came out a lot of people were like oh this song is ass i don't really like this one hearing it live shit hits different it hits different i don't know if they're i think they're still doing this vegas thing but if you go obviously you need to listen to an evening with silk sonic Obviously, you need to listen to some of Bruno Mars's old songs. But something I was not expecting is for them to play old songs from Anderson Pack's catalog. I did not think that they were going to do that. They the only reason songs. I want to go. They played, they, and I was not expecting that, but I'm already a fan of his, so I know those songs, but I was not expecting them to play some of his old stuff. Um, but it's just, it's just a great time. Um, I walked out of that show trying to formulate a take that would justify me coming on and possibly maybe thinking that Bruno Mars is better than uh, a certain uh, artist from Gary, Indiana, but I'm not going to make that take, but that's what, that's what I thought. That's what I thought walking out of the show, because that's what the show, that's how incredible the show is. Like Bruno Mars for someone that small, 
that nigga's got a big voice. He's got a big voice, and that nigga can use it, man. Like it's he's an incredible artist. And in Anderson Pack, he's he's one of those ones. He's gonna be one of those ones if he keeps going on the trajectory that he's on right now. Like it's just it was just incredible. Like I if I if I lived closer to that side of the country, I would definitely go see them again. I would recommend anybody that can go see him to go see them. It'll be the best show you've ever been to. <sighs> wow. This man's over here throwing sneak diss and Michael Jackson. That's crazy. I didn't say no names. Who else is from Barry, Indiana besides Freddie Gibbs? I know you weren't comparing to Freddie Gibbs. <laughs> I mean, Anderson Pat be rapping sometimes. We're not, we're not, we're not gonna do this. So I okay. was supposed to. I was oh, supposed if, to if you... show, but I, I was at it. I wasn't available. And fucking Ticketmaster. Actually, no. Who who did I get these fucking Fugazi tickets from? Shout out to StubHub. I'm never using y'all again. Right. <laughs> so I, I bought the tickets. I couldn't go. Then I sold the tickets, and whoever I purchased the tickets from never gave me the tickets to sell. So some poor white woman who made plans to go see Sil Sonic was left out in the cold because she never received her tickets. <laughs> I feel <laughs> bad, but like I got my money back, so I'm not mad. But it's just like, yo, like they're like, oh, you need to go to Ticketmaster and and download the tickets like i bought the tickets from StubHub. why why, why do i need to create a Ticketmaster account to download these tickets i bought them from you why are you telling me to make a Ticketmaster account so it's a wrap for stuff i'm not i'm not dealing with that shit no more but if they are available i, I might try to go double back it's, and check them yeah, out yeah. it is definitely worth it and and something that I, that I try to do when whenever we go um out of town or someplace different if we try to eat something that we normally uh wouldn't uh, one of the places we went to, and apparently the West Coast is, has a pretty large uh, Asian population slash community or whatever, uh, we went and had uh, Korean hot dogs. So it's like, it's a hot dog, and they put like cheese in it, and then they fry it up, and then like wrap some more cheese around it, and then some of them you can get, you can put like, they'll put a potato, like, like uh, home fries on it, and they'll rub it. I'm glad you can't see the hand motions I'm making because that was crazy. They'll like rub it in uh, brown sugar. My wife had that one. That tastes pretty good. I had the uh, black squid ink Korean corn dog. And I thought the squid ink was kind of just like a fancy name that they just threw out there. But when I got it, it was black because of the ink. And it was pretty good. It wasn't bad. Like I liked it. And we also went and got like Korean barbecue. Uh, if you have any Korean barbecue places where you live at, I would recommend that too. It's pretty much they just bring you out a bunch of meat, you put it on the grill that's in the middle of the table, and just do just eat it. Like I had a, I ate like baby squid and it tasted very rubbery because I didn't heat it up as long as I should have. But different experience, so I I enjoyed it. And I will say, I'm not gonna no, I'm not gonna do that. Listening to Larry June, listening to Larry June while driving on the West Coast, way different. It, it hits a lot different out there. I was going to say a different artist, but I'm not doing that. Well, I'm glad that you're challenging yourself to explore new things. I remember um, the, the few times that we've hung out, I've always took you as a chicken tender nigga. So, you know, glad love, that you... I love chicken tenders. Yeah. Glad, glad that you're ex expanding your horizons. I'm not going to be shamed for eating chicken, chicken tenders. Like, if I if I want some chicken tenders, I'm going to get some goddamn chicken tenders. <laughs> 
you owe us that meat mountain, by the way. Let's unpack this a little bit because uh, there were some there were some promises made, and there is some meat to be partaken. Okay, okay. okay. Meat I mean Mountain Marcus is loading. Oh. <laughs> meat Mountain Marcus is loading. So please please let us know the details of these uh this gentleman's wage that you met with our resident African-American uh, Celtics fan, Rev. Okay, honestly, she should be embarrassed for that, if anything. Uh, so when the Eastern Conference playoffs was going on, I made a bet with Rev Run that if the Boston Celtics won, that I would eat a Meat Mountain sandwich from Arby's. Uh, the Heat lost in seven games on, on a, on a wide-open missed three-pointer by uh, – Jimmy Butler, so that one kind of hurt. And I, the thing is, the, what made it worse is I was on my way back home from Vegas, and I had to watch the game on the plane. So everybody thought I was crazy because I kept screaming and throwing my hands up and whatever. So I know Rev isn't on here, but I'm willing to kind of like I'm trying to I'm, I want to double down here, like I'm willing to make to double or nothing, you know. So uh, I know Tech is a is a Warriors fan. So I feel like maybe he can jump in on this with me. So she keeps denying uh, it. She doesn't want so, to do it. So here, here's what here's what I'm willing to do. Here's here's the the new bet that I would like to to throw into the ring. So if the Boston Celtics win the NBA title, which would be one of the worst things to ever happen in basketball history, uh, I will eat a Meat Mountain sandwich, and Tech Messiah will also eat a Meat Mountain sandwich. Now if now if the Warriors if the Warriors win the championship, which would be great for humanity and all of mankind and light skinned point guards everywhere, uh, nobody has to eat a meat mountain sandwich. It just goes away. So I feel like I'm going to extend that to Rev and see if she is feeling generous and and willing to accept this new deal. So. Without the the result, and and by the time this podcast drops, Game Five will have already been played. The series is tied two two, so it's not like I'm making a you know proclamation where it's like, oh well, the Celtics are down three one. Let me throw you a bet, or the Warriors are up three one. Series is tied. You know, we can either you can either have two two niggas eating meat mountains, or nobody eats a meat mountain. Like I feel like that's a good that's a good win win for her. It's a win win. Like why can't we do this? But you know I'm. Really, what? I just want to kick it to King Quest because he said that, of course, you know, you seem like a well-done steak guy. I'm not, no. Uh, King <laughs> Quest, if you if you listen to some of the older uh, podcasts, you would know that uh, Mr. Sniffles is definitely a medium steak guy. He compared eating ass to the taste. Of All right. This okay, is that, a, okay, that was my that was value-based podcast. On Jesus old man. Twitter account. You're bringing up my past. I'm a new person. I have found the Lord. I'm no longer that person. I'm different now. I've been saved. I've been delivered. Mm -hmm. I'm signed, sealed, delivered, all that stuff. Thank you. But but to, to just piggyback on you, yes, Rev, we will both I will eat, we will both eat meat mountain sandwiches. If you two versus one on the meat mountain sandwiches. And you gotta do it on air. It's about to be a meat mountain mukbang on here. I'm glad that I was not involved because I refused to eat that shit. Get an ASMR bag, yes. <laughs> That's a whole industry. Go ahead and break into it. I, 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 mean, I didn't. I Black saw that. I, damn. <laughs> hmm. I don't think there's anything I like enough to eat 
that much of no matter how much they paid me like that's just weird like it seems very wasteful like there's like poor starving children in america and you're eating like 30 pounds of shrimp and i know i know your stomach hurts after you make those videos like imagine eating like 60 chicken tenders and getting like 10 views on your video like i'd probably jump off the roof of my house like imagine being forced to eat plate after plate after plate of endless fries by somebody that now is all of a sudden Mr. Christian Base Value Podcast trying to kill somebody that's supposed to be your friend. Plate after plate of endless fries. So what he's referring to is a a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. um, We went to the local Ruby Tuesdays and the African-American brother here, Tech, I, I guess he was uh, on Broke Boy status or something like that. And um, I bought us some food. And Ruby Tuesdays at that time, you can Google it. It might come up. But they had this promotion called Endless Fries, right? So me being a, uh, what's the word? What is my word of the week? A, benevol- a benevolent brother, you know? I was like, hey, I'm going to pay for your food. However, you're going to eat these fries. You're going to take advantage of these endless fries. You're going to eat these fries until I feel like you've gotten your money's worth. And That's sick. You know what? Saying that out loud is sick, but, you know, put a little hot sauce on it for entertainment purposes. But that's uh, kind of the, the gist of the story. Like I said, in hindsight, you know, probably wasn't the best thing to do. But you also could have ordered a salad. So that's kind of your own personal, you know decision that you made too so it is what it is i'm not who i am yesterday dear dear god i come to you as a sinner all that jazz we're moving forward we're moving forward not looking backwards yes living my best life so while we're still on the west coast uh if you go listen to our episode whenever uh mr ronald big steppers dropped Marcus is on here giving the worst oh, music of, of, all te- of all time, hating on the album, saying he didn't like it, saying some of the beats were trash, ranking I this mean, album low in the. Hold on, 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 hold on. We need Marcus to go through. Wait, 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 wait. I'm about to. We need Marcus to go through his journey first, then we can take you on a journey. We can watch. We can watch the blood of Kendrick. Have you, have you get... take from the, the bowl of Kendrick and have oh, I gotta find it. No, I, gotta, I gotta find Listen, it. Uh, I'm a huge Kendrick fan. This last project, no, it wasn't it. I'm so sorry. Look, it wasn't it. Fine. Listen, listen, let me let me let me go ahead and put let me let's bring Cena to the front of the congregation real quick. So per I quote, I asked her, give me your take <laughs> on this Kendrick. I asked her. Give me your take on this Kendrick. I'm getting ready to block Cena, her on Instagram as, as you speak. Cena, Cena, quote, <laughs> I got three songs in and turned it off. Yep, it sounded okay. all over the place. And I said, L-M-A-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-O-M-G. <laughs> she said, L-M-F-A-O, that shit was not pleasing to my ears at all. <laughs> So let's talk about that before we get to what I was saying, because I feel like that needs that needs to be discussed more than what my minor take that I have. It's had. facts. It's facts. It's truth as 
just compared to all his other projects, I just felt like it was all over the place. I felt like this was a compilation album where he was like, hey, this is the songs I've been working on in the past five, six years. I'm just going to throw it all on the tape you got to listen to here. Boom. I didn't like it. Now, I have been advised to listen to the whole thing through. That's what I have been told. Will I do it? Who knows? I might. But the fact that I got three songs in and was so disgusted by what I was hearing, I turned it off. I just feel like that <laughs> should speak for the entire album itself. Because I came to a point where I did a double take at my radio and I said, what is this playing? And I immediately cut it off. You're back outside, but they still Oh, yeah. Take off the clouds, take off the Wi-Fi. Take off the money phone, take off the car loan, take off the flex and the white loss. My soul is leaving my body right now. Like I am ascending to the higher plane. Mm. Oh my God. Definitely headed to the Big Steppers tour in the office. I feel like there were songs that you can pick and choose off the album. You say, yeah, this rise. You know what? I we need to have a conversation. I don't know. I don't know how you hear that and just where don't was like, the cohesion? Where, as an individual song, does it go hard? Absolutely. I don't know how you you hear that and don't ascend to the essential as a piece plane. of the puzzle, though. No, no, there was no cohesion. It was all over the place. All over the place. Again, well, let me ask you. Let me ask you. Well. Damn, yeah, let's, 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 let's stay here. Let's stay here. So that, I was going to trans- <laughs> Let's, let's we'll, we'll pod. Do, let's pod. We'll have a soft transition, but we'll 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 uh, tennis back to the main point. Um, were you a fan of Jesus at all? Was I a fan of Jesus? Um, at first, it ha- it grew on me after probably a full listen. I'll say even, and this is a perfect tie back in, passing it back to Marcus. I think this is the same situation. I think it's one of those things where you where your mind is not ready to accept greatness and then eventually your ears open up. No. And your no. third eye and your third eye blooms right in the middle of your head, like Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness. And then you're like, wow, like this is this Listen. is something this is something different. This when, is some, this is something that, butterfly dropped, my soul ascended. I can recognize greatness. When wait, 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 wait. First, first, you first listen. You your chakras clean. You know what I'm saying? First listen. First, you got to retune them. Get, get <laughs> them out in the moon. Get that moonlight on them. You know what I'm saying? To, to, things glowing. To Pippa Butterfly, first listen, you was all in. First listen. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was stuck. Absolutely. I felt okay. like I I was like, I, I I had the damn look on my face after I listened to that shit. I was just like, wow, this is, this is, well, this is I, crazy. The only reason I ask that is because I haven't heard that take from a lot of people. Like I know with Jesus, <clears throat> with Jesus, that kind of came up a lot where people were like, "Okay, I need to listen to this a few times." And I, I know I've heard that take a lot with uh, "To Pimp a Butterfly." I know with me, it, I, I, it, it rode the whole way for me. Like first listen, like I was, I was with it. Um, but yeah, this this one, I, I never said it was bad. I just said it's the worst album he's done. It's his worst album, and that is a true take. And there, and there, there are there are still there are still some songs on here. Like I, I, and I, the thing that this is, it's a weird take. Okay, it's a weird take because 
every day I wake up and I, I, I either go to the gym or I do something. And the first thing I want to do is listen to this album. Like, this is the first thing I want to listen to. And I'm like, you know what? I just can't keep listening to this. I have to listen to something else. I got to go listen to I got to, you know, diversify my portfolio. But if I'm being completely honest, every day I want to listen to this album. But there are still songs that I put on that are automatic skips for me. Like, automatic. Like, I'm still I'm skipping Auntie Diaries. I'm skipping My Mom Sober. If that doesn't mean, okay, that doesn't mean it's a bad song. Like I didn't say they were bad. I'm just saying they're automatic skips. And for me, like as far as like the writing on it, the storytelling, the themes of it, they're they're all they're all on Kendrick's uh, status as far as uh, musically and the things that he has done over the last almost ten years. But he doesn't have. There's not a lot of. Um, melodic songs on here compared 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 I, I know that but compared to like damn and compared to, to pimp butterfly and even good kid mad city there's not there's not like a king kuta that i can put on and just kind of just ride to and get down to you know what i'm saying Silent there's Hill. not really there's not like a there's not a there's not a song like element where i can put that on that kind of rides a little bit more like i like i try to because i've seen i've seen kendrick in concert right How? so there's certain there's certain songs that you hear that when you hear them live, it sounds, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe I need to, uh, you know, become a real big stepper and buy tickets to a show and, and see how these songs sound live. Because I, I heard these, his previous songs live and they sound, even though I like them, they sound way better live. And I listen, I listen to Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. And I'm just like, do I want to hear these songs in a live setting? around a bunch of white people because that's honestly what it's gonna that's what the crowds are it's just a bunch that's of white every, people like, that's every rap, rap yeah, concert, I, 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 I understand I, I understand that all the a lot of these rap concerts are all majority white crowds but it's like do I want to hear some of these songs in that in that setting and I'm not saying I don't but I had to question myself like do I want to hear rich spirit in a crowd full of white people I don't know well I, the thing is, is that he is performing in Vegas. He's got a he's got a whole he's got a worldwide tour set up. Um, and I'm I was thinking about going, but like the way that the shootings be set up in this country right now, and crazy. they they definitely like they be shooting in Vegas like every single day. It's insane. Now, so. Is it an indoor venue or is it outside? No, it's probably. I'm assuming it's outside. Actually, no. I think it's at the uh, I think it's at the basketball arena. Uh, well, that's what it is here. It's at the spectrum. But, yeah, like, my, I, I honestly, I, I could see where Cena is coming from. Um, it did take like the first time I listened to it, I thought it was straight. It was a couple of songs that I was like, Ugh. but and then I, I kind of had an issue with the sequencing. But I was a little busy when I ran it back. That's when I was like, okay, yeah, this is a really good album. I honestly don't know where to put it. Um, it, like it, it, and that's just responding to Marcus's take. I'm not gonna put it over Good Kid, Mad City. I don't know if I put it over them, and I've already put, you know, put it dead last. Put it last. dead last. Of I'm not gonna put it dead project, last. It's songs that I do like on it. Last. it. We cry together. I hate though. I'm not. I skip. I skip that. It's not a song. It's a. It's, it's a. I get it. It does that. It experience. Like it's so skit. many. It's a long skit. That's all it is. It's too close to home. Hey man. Look. 
that's what the big steppers do. They got to make sure you feel it on on an emotional and physiological level, man. I mean, I, I, I will say, say I'll it, give it another listen, though. I will. I will. I, one day. I will, I will say, as far as this album, it is an album that you have to kind of sit down and just kind of listen to it all the way through. Like, with, like, I think with headphones is the best uh, way to listen to it. Like, listening that's to it what just I did over the phone. Time I had, the first time I had it on a speaker, second yeah. time I had it on my headphones, and I was, like, really able to focus in, and I was like, okay, yeah, this is a really good album. Like, this this is not a miss. Like, there, I, there, I just, there's some high, there's some high level writing on here. Right. Like there's there's some great there's some great songs. Like there's some great writing and lyricism on here. But as far as when it comes to like, okay, is there some kind of, uh, am I getting sonically pleased here? And in a in a, in a a I guess that's the way I could say it. But it's kind of like sometimes you don't want your ears to kind of be punished the entire time. Sometimes it feels like that a little bit. Or it's just like you're getting bashed over the head over and over with some of these lyrics. And, I, and I'm not doing the whole like he's doing the Eminem rapidly rap thing, but a little bit of the subject matter is super heavy. And even if you listen to um, previous albums like The Pimper Butterfly or, or Damn or Good Kid Mad City, like there is some heavy subject matter on there, but there's like there's songs like Backseat Freestyle that has some bounce to it that you're like, right. okay. I'm I'm rocking with this. Like he say, he's still he's still talking some shit, but I can get with this. Even with King Kunta, there's there's he's talking that shit. Black of the Berry, he's talking some heavy stuff, but sonically, it sounds a little bit more pleasing to my ear. Like I stand by my take that the production is not the best that he could have brought to the table. Like I would have, I would have, I would like to see Kendrick get with uh to kind of lock in. With a, I don't want to say a better producer because he has good producers on here, but some of the beat selections maybe could have been better. And you know, it's like you know, maybe maybe you make a call, maybe you make a call to to Jay Z or Rick Ross or Pusha T, Pharrell, kind like Kendrick has access to any to any and every producer in the entire world. Like, there's nobody that's going to turn down his phone call. But I would I would love to see what Kendrick could do. If he's just locked in with one producer and they just kind of, all right, this is what we're going with. This is what we're going to do. This is a vision and let's execute this. And I just, production wise, it, it, it was a little all over the place. But like we've seen Kendrick do songs that are like fun and like you can play in the clubs, you can play in the car that sounds cool. Like the Black Panther soundtrack, that was all him. There's some good, there's some bangers on that. There's some fun songs in there. And Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, there's some there's some good songs, there's some great songs on there, but as an entire project compared to everything that he has done, and that, that's the part that's getting lost in here. I'm comparing Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers to, to Pimp a Butterfly, to Good Kid Mad City, to Damn, to Section 80, to Overly Dedicated. That's what I'm comparing that to. That's the standard for him. If I'm comparing it to those albums. I don't know if it reaches that that standard or, or that mark. But if I compare it to the albums that dropped uh, this year, it's right now. It's my number. I think it's number three. It's in the top three for me as far as albums of twenty twenty two. I would say it's in the top three. It's a fair take. It's just a lot. It's a lot. It's some heavy stuff. Like. We like we cry together, man. That's 
I know it's not a song, but God damn, Mother I Sober? Like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, we got to get all this? This is a lot. This is a lot to sit through. Yeah, it really is. And sometimes I think that's what it may be. It's just a little hard to kind of sit through and listen. Like I said, once I sat down and fully concentrated, I was really able to appreciate it for what it is. Um, But I could see somebody saying that it's not his best work or, you know, wanting something different. You know, I mean, but it really speaks to the type of artist he is because I'm sure 60 to 70 percent of other artists, if they had this album, it would be one of their top tier albums with ease. Like just with everything that he put into it, um, as far as the production, the the writing. I don't know what was going on with the sequencing and I don't know why he chose Kodak Black to narrate it. But um, just overall, it's still a good album. Like, and once again, I have not went back to it since the second time listening to it. Like, I haven't went back to a single song. I don't know what's been going on with me. <laughs> I don't know if it's a lack of desire not to, because you know, like it's sometimes like even with Tempa Butterfly, it's some songs on there that now, because I know on record, I, I did say I felt like that was his worst album. PJ challenged me, uh, brother PJ challenged me to go back, re-listen to it. We, he came on here, debated me about it. I went back as an older man, listened to it again, and I could appreciate it. And um, But yeah, I, yeah, I, I could see how it wouldn't be his best work. If I was 18, not married with no kids, I would not like this album. I can, I can go ahead and tell you that right now. If I was 18, didn't have any kids, this, this album would not be for me. But I listen to, um, like, so right now, for me, the best album this year is Ghetto Gods by Earth Gang. Number two, okay, in the top three, okay, Earth Gang is number one for sure. Number two and three flip-flops between Kendrick and Denzel Curry. Now, Denzel Curry's album is kind of like Kendrick's album as far as, like, there is some uh, heavy material, but there is a little bit more balance in between them. And he's kind of rapping about the same subject matters as far as like, you know, the whole like police brutality, uh, the recession, uh, some of the things that have gone through his life personally, like therapy, stuff like that. But he does have a couple, like he has a song with T-Pain. He has a song with uh, uh, Jid and Rico Nasty that are a little bit more uh, funner songs. So it's just like, you kind of need that. But like if Denzel Curry put out Miss Morale and the Big Steppers, Denzel Curry wouldn't be considered an underground rapper anymore. Like he'd be in a lot of those conversations. So that's why I'm really kind of enjoying what he's, what he put out. Oh yes, for sure. So speaking about enjoying what somebody is putting out, I don't even know where this came from, but what we're going to do now, we're going to slide right into the top 10 Yeezy songs uh, or yay songs. Um, I just want to first say uh, brother Nate that comes on here. His list was trash. But anyway, Marcus, do you have your list available? And are you ready to rock and roll with your list of top 10 Kanye West songs? Okay, so this topic came from um, uh, Project Pratt. He's been on the podcast before, Michael Pratt. Uh, he did a uh, make a 10-song playlist for Kanye West on his birthday. Like, it was his birthday a few days ago. And it was like, oh, make a 10 10- 10 track playlist of all Kanye West songs. And, you know, he was, you know, already kind of, I, I have a lot of Kanye playlists cause he's my favorite artist ever. So I was, I was pretty much ready to go with that one. Um, so we were in the chat talking about what are his best songs. And um, 
I was going through it. Like I, I, while I was coming with my list, there's a lot of songs that didn't make my cut. But this is kind of what happens when you're great at something, and you've been great for a long time. Is that there's going to be like I know I I know I'm going to, uh, get a lot of flack for my list because I can tell you right now there is not a single song from College Dropout on my playlist, on this, on my best of Kanye West songs as far as like 10 goes. And I know a lot of people, there's a special place in their heart for that specific album. But we are, we also included uh, features and Lucy's, right? Like there, this is just every song he's ever been on. Like it's not just his song, solo albums, solo songs, right? Yeah. Right. Okay, cool. All right. So I'm a... I didn't really put them in order, but I'm 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 gonna start at the bottom here. I, I'm I'm going to name these songs, and I don't I don't do I have to explain my my take on these, or do I? Do I mean, if you want to, it's up to you. Okay, see, I'm already getting it. King Quest is talking about like not even spaceships. No, nothing from College Dropout made this cut. Made the cut here. So, for the <laughs> for the record, <laughs> I'm of a particular age. So you know, there's a there's a couple songs that are a little bit older that mean a little bit more to me as far as like Kanye West songs. So I'm gonna start at the bottom and I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the lollipop remix from the Carter Three. Uh, I feel like <laughs> what this is what you're starting with. This is what take, you're starting with. And this is why Chan says he has the worst music takes of all time. This is why he can't be a trusted reputable <laughs> source. This is, that's what this is high crimes. In this oh, Lord. <laughs> Lord God. They might, yeah. Jesus Christ. That is just <laughs> beginning and end right there. <laughs> that's all I need to hear. I got, I got tears in my eyes. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. There's a reason. There's a reason for this song, particularly. This was when like Lil Wayne was like, <laughs> burn that list, Jesus Christ. This was when Lil Wayne was like at the peak of his powers. Like Lil Wayne was the hottest rapper for like the last two years at that time. And uh Kanye was specifically got on this remix and was like, but you're not finna murder me like everybody else. And that was a part that stuck out to me. It was like Kanye was went in there with a mission to prove that he was the best rapper alive at that point, even though Lil Wayne was like scorching hot. So all right, so I got. The, I feel like I got my worst one out of the way. I feel like everything else that's on this list isn't going to be worse than that one. So that's why I started with that one. Number nine from Jesus, going with Blood on the Leaves. I feel like that's a good one. I can we can live with that. that I'm not gonna lie, I I don't really care for that song on the album. To be honest, I feel I like, like that's like the the consensus like favorite song, but like I I feel like Bound Two would have been that. It was outside, down of, outside of Bound 2. Everything that's yeah. outside of the normal Kanye West formula. Yeah, so I just like the emotion that came with that song, the the, the differences in the in the beat um, productions and all that. Uh, number, what am I, number eight? We should have like some kind of production thing every time I, like a something. Anyway, number eight. I'm going to go with Diamonds from Late Registration. Not the Jay-Z one, but just the regular with him on it. Like he was... Rapping his ass off on that song. Like, late registration is kind of when Kanye West showed that, hey, I'm not just a producer rapper. I'm just not a rapper that you can just throw a million features on my album that's going to sell. Like, late registration did have a lot of features, but 
he got on that song was like, hey, I'm here to spit. Like, I'm giving y'all these bars. This is what it's going to be. Y'all going to recognize my skill as a lyricist. Uh, number seven, personal favorite of mine, because I'm a person who likes to hear strings on a song uh, from graduation. I'm going with Flashing Lights, one of my favorite songs. Great video. Love the visuals to it. Um, number six, another, out, another cut from... Uh, graduation is can't tell me nothing i feel like that's one of his that should have been one of his biggest songs like ever it's just a song that you can listen to and it just motivates you to kind of go after whatever it is that you're going after whether it's like getting money or school being the best parent you can be better being the best you know significant other being the best podcaster being the best whatever your business is anything that you do i feel like you can put that on it'll kind of get you on the right track get you in the right mindset uh, number five is from Eclipse album, uh, kind of like a big deal. I'm going with that one. He don't know I went raw dog three strokes. Every time I hear that bar, I'm just like, yeah, that's fucking crazy. Uh, another feature, American Boy from Estelle's album. I think that's one of his better. That's one of his better uh, guest features. Uh, yeah, like Kanye West and uh, R&B artists, they just. He just knows how to, he, he just fits. He fits there. And I, if I could hear a collaboration album between those, like it's, I, I think this is their only collaboration together. I feel like that was a missed opportunity. Like there's certain people where you just kind of like, okay, there was something there. We, they should have explored that. Um, number eight, uh, Ultralight Beam from uh, The Life of Pablo. Just spiritual song. Just love the way it makes me feel. Makes me feel like I'm back in church as a kid, stuff like that. That's a pretty easy one. Number nine, uh, and a song that I feel like should have gone on an album, like whatever he was doing at that time, I think it was The Life of Pablo. I feel like this song should have either gone there or should have gone on something because this song is an amazing song, super emotional. Uh, you can definitely tell where he was in his life when he made this song, and it is only one with uh, Paul McCartney, the song that he did pretty much about his mother talking through him to his kid. Beautiful, beautiful song. Damn near get emotional whenever I listen to it. So great song. And number 10, I think it's one of Kanye's best written songs as far as storytelling, relationship wise. I remember when I heard this song, I was like, uh, this song was too good to go on a movie soundtrack this song he should have kept this one like after he finished writing and rapping and doing everything that was required of him of this song and he turned that in he should have been like hey man let me let me get that back let me get that song back and it is from the man with the iron fist soundtrack white dress and a lot of people haven't heard this song if you have not heard this song go listen to it because it's a great song like the way he was writing the sample that was on there the production on there just top tier top tier okay well all right well that's that, that's my uh, those are those are my that, those are my top 10 Kanye West songs I think I know I don't have anything from graduation oh, Jesus I know I don't have anything from the college dropout on there but I feel like my list is going to be pretty tough to beat in my mind I feel like it's going to be a tough to beat so I don't know who uh, wants to go next, but that's I feel like my list is great. Jeez. I can go next. 
<laughs> Gosh, that's so hard to beat, Marcus. Dang, that list was so fire. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now, my list is in no particular order. I would have to say this was extremely hard for me to even come up with because all of Kanye's songs are great to me, if we're going to be honest. Even the booty ones that came out, I, I ride with them. <laughs> okay? Like, like I love it. Gets play from me because I can vibe out to it. It's on my gym okay? playlist. You see what I'm saying? Now, again, no particular order, but my first song is, of course, coming off of College Dropout. Um, but I, I have to put Jesus Walks on that. I have to. That song does something to me personally. It has to be in the top ten. Um, also off the same album, I, I have to put, oof, and this one was difficult for me to even put on there, but, um, All Falls Down was great. It was a Oh, I love that song. That's what really made me a big fan of his. Like, that's, that's wonderful a, song. That was a tough one to leave off. Not <laughs> All, wonderful song. Um, number eight has to be off a of late registration. Um, of course. I have to say, hey, mama. Um, very emotional song to me, personally. Uh, if off, off of late registration, it was very hard for me to um, just pick one off of there because I could have put the whole album on there, honestly. Um, number seven, I got to put Champion off of graduation. Song is hard. If you don't think so, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it is hard. Um, followed closely by Can't Tell Me Nothing. I have to agree with Marcus on that one because that song just puts you in the right mindset. All right, when you got to go about the day. Can, that's my, I, that's what? I was going to say, can I just real quick on the last song on uh, Champion? Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the um, better songs in like rap history because there's not a lot of rap songs celebrating the death. Like there's a lot of, you know, yeah. Hey Mama, Dear Mama, you know, mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of mom songs out there. You know, when, when Mother's Day comes around, you have a plethora mm -hmm. of songs to put, you know, on your IG captions or whatever. But, like, there's not a lot of dad yeah. songs now. And it was nice to hear that. Even when I first heard that song, I didn't have kids. But even hearing it now, it's like, oh, okay. Like, hey, we, we did something. I'm, I'm here. Facts. Number five for me is also off of Graduation. Graduation gets three songs on my list. Um, Flashing Lights as well. Something About Those Strings. Every every single time, as soon as the song starts, you you just feel good. I don't know what it is, but that song, you know, really hypes up the endorphins. Um, off of my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, I have to put Runaway on there with Push, cause why not? <laughs> cause why not? That song is also beautiful. I might need to redo my list. You Damn. definitely need to redo your I list. Didn't have anything. With the Lollipop remix. I didn't have anything <laughs> from my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy on there. That's crazy. You had nothing wow. on there. I was waiting for it too. Jesus. Also, so number three off of my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is Monster because Nikki's on it and she go hard. I'm sorry. It's a great song. It was a great combination of artists. I appreciated the the collab. Um, what is this? Number two. Oh, this is difficult, but I had to get something off of Watch the Throne. And this is completely personal. Don't care if anybody agrees. But Otis is one of my hype songs off of Watch the Throne. Otis has to be on it. It has do, to. Do people not like that song? 
I have actually gotten flack for putting it in my top 10 before. They said it's good, but not top 10 good. I'm like, mm, wow. your ears are busted. But okay. It was the reason why I was the lead single on that album. You know what I'm saying? But whatever. Um, What is this? Is this my number one for me? Well, this is not technically number one, but it is on the list. Um, The Life of Papa was a great album, in my personal opinion. And for me, I'm stuck between... I'm on the edge of my seat right now. Yeah, like, I'm on the edge of my seat. I have, I have no idea. Literally. I'm kind of, I'm a little bit nervous, honestly. But someone in the chat was saying, uh, King Quest, he put his uh, 10 songs in here. Spaceships, Barry Bonds. Out. Yeah, sorry. Spaceships, Barry Bonds, Amazing, Jesus Walks, Never Letting Go, Love Lockdown, No Parties in LA, uh, Devil in a Red Dress, Black Skin Head, Coldest Wonder. I will say, nope. Barry Bonds, not a good song. I don't like it. No party like in LA was my last one. Song. Drum that, was no, brrr. no, no party. It was a, it was a mix between no parties in LA and freestyle four, for me. So, I think I go with no more parties in LA for that one. But if I had to pick between those, but that's my list. I feel like my list is definitively better than Marcus's, and that's all that's, that matters. That's, a, that's debatable. <laughs> Look, okay, hold on a second. Key quest, go. You're pause the podcast right now if you're listening to the podcast live. I want you to pause. Go ahead. No, I want you to pause the podcast right now. Go to your, go to Apple Music or Spotify or Tidal or whatever. Go to YouTube. Go look up the Lollipop remix and listen to it. Listen to Kanye's part and tell me he wasn't rapping his ass off on that song. You can't tell me he wasn't rapping, man. Listen to it. Lollipop remix. I was outside when that came out. It's different. Yeah, it may not hit now, time. but in 2006, it was awesome, okay? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not putting that in my child, top 10. But Jesus. I'm, I'm going to go next. I'm going to read Nate's, and then I'll do mine. So um, Nate from the podcast put Pure Souls. Um, that was off of uh, All right, man. Donda. 24 off of Donda, Ghost Town, No More Parties in L.A., Blood on the Leaves, Murder to Excellence, All of the Lights, The Glory, Hey Mama, and Family Business. So that was his list. I accused him of being like a new or a casual Kanye West fan, so I apologize for that. But that's He his chose list. all of the lights over flashing lights? All the lights was tight, but that's what all I said. All the lights was tight, but over yeah, flashing lights? It. Not gonna lie. All, all of the lights interlude almost got put on my list. Dead ass. I had to talk myself out of it because I love the interlude. Like the beginning, the intro, I almost was no, like, yeah. yeah the fine. There's, no, there's no lyrics, there's no singing, nothing. I was just like, the way it sounds, just perfectly. There's nothing. You cannot listen to that interlude and say, okay, that's that stands out that's that's messed up that's enough nothing about that song is wrong now i i wanted to put it on my list so bad but i went with lollipop remix jeez great so now (laughs) it's of course my turn 
And I'm gonna have to edit it on the fly a little bit, but I mean, just just I'm swapping two out. So I'll start with these are not in any particular order until the end. Um, so I'm starting out with Paranoid from um, 808s and Heartbreak. And once again, these are personal preferences. Lost in the World um, from my beautiful Twist Dark uh, Dark Fantasies. Then I'm going Homecoming. Uh, that was one, like, just personally, I like the song because, like, whenever I go home to the, the place that I call home, the place I was born, I always play it entering the city and then with tears in my eyes as I leave the city because, you know, I spent so much time with my mom being a military parent, you know, not being able to be around, like, my family and stuff like that. So Homecoming means a lot to me. Um, after that, I have flashing lights. Um, of course, that is from graduation. Uh, it looks like all of us kind of agree on that one. Um, sure. I have gone um, from late registration. Like, I really love that beat. Um, I I was a huge Cameron fan at one point, too. And uh, Conscious did his thing on that. After that, we're going with Spaceship. Like, I wanted to go off all down, but like spaceships is my jam from from late. Re- I mean, not late registration. I'm so sorry. From college dropout, like I love that song. Um, after this, we'll go power, which I mean, we all know where that's from. Go hard, which is from the We Global album and freaking DJ Khaled. And my number one song for from Kanye West, and I had to switch this out because I forgot about it. So I thank everybody in the chat for kind of mentioning some of the songs that are unreleased. It's gonna be bittersweet. Like oh. bittersweet. It's a song that was never released. I remember me and this girl named Brittany had broke up, and I would play that song all day, every day. Like it's I, I know that song by heart. It's a beautiful song. Like that, that's my top 10. And that's my number one song from Kanye West. Okay. Can that I read something? That, that was, was a solid, that was a solid list. Homecoming like, was almost made mine too. So good. good yeah. Solid list. Uh throwing bittersweet on there. I feel like I don't know if that should count because it's an unreleased song. So I don't know if it counts, but I'm gonna let it slide. Can I just read something real quick? Okay. Let me, let me read something real, real quick. Okay. Tell me this shit is not fire. Don't worry why my wrist got so freeze. Tell a girl like Doritos, that's nacho cheese. Tell her friends like Fritos, I'm trying to lay. I can't only have one and I ain't trying to wait. This is a song with Wayne, so you know it's gonna melt. But you ain't finna murder me like everybody else. I'ma rap like I got some type of respect for myself. I don't do it for my health, man. I do it for the belt. Like what are we like, what are we talking about here? That that's not that's not heat. That's not heat. That was okay. Straight, all right, okay. all right. No, that, that, that's that's cool. If that's not heat, that that's not heat. I don't I mean, know. I'm just saying you. it's trash. Like I, I remember hearing that song like a ton. You was outside for that song. You know, you know what that song? Know, you, you know, okay. Like, wait, 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 wait. You know what that nigga was on? You you know you were outside when the song was going on. Everybody. Know. Everybody did a remix of this song. Everybody tried to remix this song. Only one person got it right. One person. Kanye West got it right lyrically. He was the only one that did it. 
And you're going to tell me this isn't a top 10 song for him? I know Cena wasn't outside for this song. We were outside for this. Whoa. This should mean something. <laughs> you said it yourself. You were, you're, you're younger than us. It is what I, it is. It's, I no was disrespect. only 12 when the remix came out, so... What does it, it doesn't mean the same to you. It doesn't mean the same. You, you, you said 06, I was only 12. <laughs> in 06, I was on my way to the military. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> I was definitely in some clubs hearing that song. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank Andrew Solomon in the chat. Put this one, put this one up there. Put this on the screen because you put all the ones for frying my ass up on there. Put this one on the screen. Nah, uh, <laughs> Andrew Solomon actually, like his list with I Wonder, Homecoming, Erase Me, Follow Guys, Streetlights, Bad News, Drive Slow, Heard Him Say, Bound To, and No More Parties. That's actually a really good list, too. Like, I, I would have no debate in that. That's a good list. Hey man, I'm okay. And like I said at the beginning of this, Kanye West is one of those art. Like if we did, if we were to do our top ten, like Michael Jackson songs, there's gonna be some great songs left left off of that list. And you do our you top ten Beyonce songs, top ten uh, future songs. Like there's there's certain artists that just have a vast catalog where it's like. Okay, you left Jesus Walks off your list. Like, I'm sorry. Like, obviously, Jesus Walks is a great all-time song. It won, like, two Grammys. It won, it got him nominated in the Christian category for uh, Grammys and it has cursing on it. Like, that's how great that song was. But there's going to be some songs left off of this list that are all-time great songs because Kanye West is an all-time great artist. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, and we've, we've, had, we've had plenty of Kanye West episodes on this podcast. But something that I, that I have been thinking about a lot lately, and it's probably because I've been listening to this Kendrick album a lot, where it's like, all right, there there's certain people that are making music for like right now, and it, now I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but there's certain music, there's certain artists that are making songs, making albums, making projects for today, for this era, for 2021 or whatever, 2022. And maybe, you know, three years before, maybe three years before, after. But there's like a window where they're like, hey, this is this is what this is who I'm making music for is for this era right here. But then there's other artists like Michael Jackson, like Prince, like Beyonce, like Kanye West, like Stevie Wonder, where they're making music for 100 years from now, like 100 years from now, when they when people talk about music and artistry and lyricism and songwriting and all this thing all these things like that they're going to look back and they're going to mention certain artists by name they're going to mention stevie wonder by name like he's if there was if there was a a book on the history of music stevie wonder gets his own chapter beyonce gets her own chapter michael jackson prince uh, elton john and kanye west like kanye west is one of those people where it's just like Yo, when we look back 100 years, well, we're not going to look back 100. Well, Cena might look back 100 years. I will not be here 100 years from now. But, like, 100 years from now, people will look back and be like, yeah, Kanye West is an all-time artist. He's in that conversation. Like, and we, we, we call him, and I think, I think Kendrick has the potential to be in that, that conversation. But people call, call Kanye crazy when he's like, yo, I'm Beethoven, I'm Walt Disney, I'm uh, whoever. Uh, whatever artist that he claims to be but if you look at what he has done 
and the music that he's making, a hundred years from now, are they going to be talking about Kanye West and his impact on culture, music, fashion, shoes, sports? Yeah, they're going to be talking about him a hundred years from now. Are they going to be talking about future? Probably not. Yes. But that doesn't. But that doesn't. Yes. But either way, you know, but you know what I'm saying. But <laughs> it 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 doesn't discredit what Future's doing now. It doesn't discredit what's an artist like, uh, you know, Bobby Schmurder or Griselda. Like, we're, I'm not trying to take away from what they do as rappers or artists or singers. But a hundred years from now, they might not be talking about them in the way that we talk about the elite top tier guys like outcast you can they're, they're in a different category and that's and that's kind of why i get mad when people listen to an album two times and really like him like oh that's a classic nah man there's got to be a standard here man there's got to be a standard where it's like it it it's got to be something timeless it's, it's it can't be something that like oh it rises it's like four or five songs on here that i like it can't just be that like there's got to be some standards here i got an honorable mention for a kanye song and it's sure. everybody with three stacks and Fonz with Bentley. Sounds there's good. A, there's a lot. Like we we could have done we we I we easily could have done a top fifty, top one hundred Kanye West songs, and people hold still on, hold on one second, people still would have been too. I for, this is the other one I forgot. Here we go. <laughs> Life of the party is is on my list. Too. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Life of the That's party, and and it's not because of Kanye West. It's because. Andre 3000 spit a, a top tier verse all time, in my opinion. So I, I forgot all about that. Okay. So I know that you mentioned that. So <laughs> I haven't finished it yet. And if my Kanye West is getting killed right now, I'm like, I'm, I'm working my way and trying to make a top 10 uh, list of the most important verses of all time. And, and right now, I have that on there. I have. Ludacris's verse from um, "They Shooting" the remix. Oh damn! Let me let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Oh uh, gosh! So I I don't have like where ten. Where songs. the hell is Breeze at? I don't know. I feel like he just he tapped out. <laughs> He's probably like eating <laughs> eating chicken or something like that, like he normally does. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like I remember when you were saying that we were just like, um, life of the party was you said it was the greatest verse of all uh, time I, of I, I all still time. Stick with that. Oh, so yeah so I, like i remember you said that and i was like okay let me let me kind of like try to rack my brain i don't know why i can't find this place i can't remember what i called it um but i was like trying to rack my brain about like okay well if that's up there what are we what are we comparing that to like what are all the other like timeless uh verses that have been out there. Okay, so I found out. So I got Life of the Party, uh, Jesus Walks, um, the second verse from One Mike, and Scar- oh, Scarface's verse from uh, This Can't Be Life. So those, and then I have, obviously, I, I couldn't, can I put Ludacris's verse on Apple Music? Anyway, Ludacris's verse on They Shooting is on there too. So right now, I only have five songs. And I feel like in, in my, like, obviously there's rap verses from like fucking 1979 that are important to somebody, but for someone my age, it, no, I'm sorry, but I, 
I know people are criticizing my list. If you're going to criticize my list, come up with your own list. Yeah, drop a list if you're going to criticize. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, dropping, like, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting on Rev to drop a list. I'm waiting on Chan to drop a list. Everybody's got an issue with my list. But, like, at least uh, Tech and Cena, they dropped their list. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's. Yeah, my only issue with your list is really just the, the Lollipop remix. And that's because I, I honestly forgot about it. But, like, we always preach on this, like, music is subjective. And, like, some songs are going to mean more to you than to other people like another with your list that you're talking about um I've, I've went back and i've been just listening to and listening to the international players anthem with andre 3000 as well that could be on i really list. like that verse a lot too like just the and when when you hear the backstory of it how he didn't need the beat um they just put the intro to the beat he just andre 3000 is at first i was trying to deny him as being like an all-time great not 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 being all time great, but the all time great. But he has put out all time great work with ease. Like he he raps on a superior level. If you guys get the chance, there was like an interview with CeeLo that kind of he goes like through the the thought process of Andre three thousand and kind of why he may have not dropped a solo album. And it's because he is such a perfectionist when it comes to his work. And you get that with Life of the Party. You get that with the two-step remix and stuff like that. But back to the Kanye, I mean, you know, any of the songs can't be wrong. I know uh, Andrew was saying in the chat, Through the Wire, yeah, Through the Wire is one of my favorite songs. I just, he has so much work. It's hard to, like, you forget about stuff. I rap Through the Wire like I wrote it. Like, that's how that's how often I played that song when it came out. Mm-hmm. Like, Kanye, when Kanye West first dropped, I was... Um, I believe I was in 11th grade going into my senior year. So having a song like uh, uh, an album called College Dropout, where it's kind of like, you're not really sure what you're going to do with your future yet, uh, was it, it had an impact on my life. Like me and um, uh, KJ were talking about this. We we're just like, you know, sometimes you hit a certain part of your life and an album drops and it like just, or not even an album, but an, uh, an artist comes along and their growth as an artist and musician kind of parallels with your life and your trajectory. And that's kind of what it's like. That's kind of what it has been like with my life and Kanye's uh, discography. And KJ was saying that that's what it's been like because he's a little, he's way younger than me, but he's saying that Kendrick has been that for him. Like when uh, Section 80 came out, like he was, I guess, in a certain point of his life. And then their his career and his life kind of paralleled and it's kind of it's it's interesting to think about that when you hear certain artists or albums and they just take you back to a certain place and that's what kind of is to me like i can i take myself back to you know driving around going to school and stuff like that like like if cds were still a thing that cd i think i still have it but that cd got played out like crazy hmm yeah, like I, I, I agree with you. Like with some songs, I mean, when College Dropout came out, I might have been in eleventh or tenth. I'm not sure, um, but I remember I had just had like a really bad car accident, so I could really relate to Through the Wire, you know, because it was about um, a life changing event for him, and that was a life changing event for me as well. Um, like I said, with Bittersweet, I was going through a breakup. 808's a heartbreak. As much flack as everybody got, once again, I was going through it with another girl. And it's like, I could relate to that so much. Even when, you know, when I have to break up with girls now or girls break up with me now, 
Um, I, I always go back to that and then that Dream 1977 album. Like it, it's just certain things that come out at the right time to where you you just feel them and they're with you for life. Like I'll never forget when Breeze called me. I remember where I was when he told me about Good Kid, Mad City. Like I was about to pull into work and it was such a great album. He called me and told, and, and I'll just say this, like with Breeze, if he tells me something's good, I'll usually, like I, I trust his opinion. So if he says something's good, I'll try it out. Even with the anime, like he's like, hey, check out this anime. I'll check out an episode or two. I may not, you know, do whatever, but I trust his opinion. We've been friends a long time. He called me and he told me, and I was like, okay. So I put it on, and like after work, I called him back. I was like, man, that was that. I don't know who this dude is. That CD was fire. Like it, it was great, and I knew that from day one. So I definitely understand where you're coming from. Like certain songs come out, certain artists come out, and it's like it's almost like they're speaking on your own life events that you can relate so much. So I challenge anybody that listens to this week episode to just describe some of those artists, uh, some of those songs, some of those moments in your life where an artist put out a song and you could just, or an album that you could just relate to and, and ride to. And please, Marcus, don't, don't mention, you know, the Marshall Mathers LP, because we know you're a big Eminem fan or the rap God or any of that. I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not, I, like I said, I am not going to be painted as this Eminem stand slash defender. I just, you know, some of the things that are said about him are a little, it, it's it's a lot, of, you know, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. Y'all got, you're not doing this to me. I'm not talking about Eminem. That was not on the list. That was not on the topic list. Well, well answer that Shane. Was... Shane said, what season were you in in your life? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know what season was I in for Lollipop. What was going on going on in my life in two thousand six? Oh six, where, where, I mean, you know, you're partying, you're having a good time, and you're eighteen, nineteen, maybe twenty at the most. I think like, I was, yeah, yeah. About Lil Wayne's the hottest yeah. artist. It was. It's, it was with the hottest artist too. Like, yeah. So it's it's essentially this is like Lollipop for me. Probably at that time is like uh, uh, Steph Curry joining or. Kevin Durant joining the Warriors. Like Lil Wayne was the best out there. He was the best rapper going. But Kanye West is my favorite rapper. So I'm a I'm a I, I, why why wouldn't I want to see that? Like that's crazy. That's that's what I gotta okay, go shout with. Shout out to King Quest in the chat said National Anthem by Young Jesus, his song to wake up to. We like to hear that. Anybody else in the chat got any songs that mean a lot to them? I wasn't champ- on Marcus so hard. Rev, Rev, I was not championing a white man. I was not doing that. I'm tired of being discredited and my words misconstrued on this podcast. I'm tired of it. You guys edit things to make me sound crazy. It's not the case. Okay, Shut the up. lollipop, the lollipop remix. I might, I might need to reconfigure some things around. I might. But like I said. Lollipop remix is a big song, man. You guys just don't like Rev. Rev wasn't outside for Lollipop, man. She wasn't. She doesn't get it. Yeah, she, she was obviously still in a cradle or a crib yeah. or whatever. Yeah, so. she she's not gonna get that. People my age get Lollipop. How big that song was. People, I mean, we get it. Okay, maybe so, I'm so old. this Beyonce song. Rev says Beyonce wrongs daddy lessons. I don't know what the, I'm not a Beyonce fan. I, I apologize, but oh I mean I like her. I'm sorry. But, yeah. 
I mean, I we can if we're gonna if we're gonna run up some Beyonce songs, we can do if we're gonna do a top ten. Uh, I can give you two, but I don't uh, know if I'm I don't know if I'm ready for for top ten. I could probably do five. Sandcastles is on that list. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna switch up. Um, <laughs> is our, I don't know if Breeze is dropping his list or can he send the list or what's going on? But that's who that's whose list I honestly I want. Yeah, I want to hear his list. Like I would like to hear. I would like to see that. Put list, the chicken down and give us this, <laughs> nigga. Like, you got grease all over his fingertips. Down, brother. Okay, relax. <laughs> put the put the buttermilk biscuits down. And drop your list. So anyway, we're gonna go with um, what's Wait, next, of course. Have, have have Red drop her top ten Vince Staples songs. I know she got that on deck. I know that's ready. I'm sure she does. Okay, and we got um, damn, she see, I I don't have my glasses on. This nigga's not here. I'm over here struggling hard right now. Jesus. Um, but anyway, we'll roll into next. Um, and thanks everybody for participating in the chat. Um, Deshaun Watson. What was Nasty it? 20... Work. Nasty work. Nasty work. Nasty <laughs> work. 24th was it the 25th, the 26th allegation against him? Like what what's I, I'll let Marcus start with this because I've actually I I accidentally got some food poisoning, so I've been kind of off the radar. Um, he's out so here Marcus... being a menace. Yeah, he is. He he is a you know what's so nasty? Because I, I if it's the story that I did read earlier in the week. Like, what are you doing, man? Like, <laughs> you, you're asking women, you're putting on face rags over your genitalia to get massages. You're becoming a wreck. You're skeeting on women. You, you, like, you're just out of control. Like, you know what? Hot boy summer. We're, we're down 150 thanks to Deshaun. Like, this. And at first, I was like, okay, well, hey, maybe they got it in for, for Deshaun or something like that. These are conspiracies. But I was like, you know what? F that. Deshaun is a nasty nigga. Deshaun needs to be out of the league, period. Like, the way that they blackball Cap, they need to blackball Deshaun. They need to revoke that contract, send his ass packing. Like, it, you just can't behave like that. And I understand that you can't really no longer use the boys will be boys because we have to respect women and we have to do a better job of it. Going around calling women for sexual favors, like, Nigga, you're a multimillionaire. Like, how much sex do you need? How many massages? What was it, like 66 and 17 months? Yep. That's absurd. Like, yeah. So and you have all the access to free massages and, and the proper training at the facilities in which you work for. But he wasn't in there for that. He was hitting up no, women. He just Instagram. wanted to get a nut off. <laughs> yeah, he was hitting up woman, women on Instagram and it, what are y'all's thoughts on that? I, I'm gonna just pass it on over. Cena, you're you're the woman here tonight. What are your thoughts on this? <laughs> I just feel like that boy is he just on demon time right now. <laughs> I mean, like you said, this man has access to all the the free physical therapy and massaging that he could possibly need in the facility, but that's really not what he needs. He needs to get his rocks off, right? And he he is an athlete, a professional athlete at that. Putting women gonna do it for the bag, and I, I I'm pretty sure money, good money, was spent on him getting these services. And if that's their whole job anyway, I'm sure they had no <laughs> issues going into it. It's probably with his, his after actions that is what made it a problem. 
but yeah. um, men who don't get pussy naturally <laughs> in the best ways have to find other ways to get it. But the thing is, he should be getting it naturally. He I mean, just, he still it's not he demon time. He's on semen time. That's what it really <laughs> is. The nigga is nasty. Like Shan said in the chat, like, what are you? What is it, nigga? You shooting super sperm? Like it's coming across the room? What the fuck? Like, are we gonna make that the title for the episode? Not demon time, but semen time. Like, I don't know if that's if that'll work, but I, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, the the thing that kind of stood out to me was him getting sixty six different women to massage him within seventeen months, like. And I, I read the report on this, and all 66 women weren't, you know, accusing him of, uh, like, sexual deviance or anything nasty. It was just, like, just the idea that he would go and get that many people to massage him is a red flag. Like, that's someone who just doesn't, who's just not thinking right. Uh when it comes to uh, should he should he play in the league anymore with all this stuff going on? I'm 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 on the I'm I go back and forth on this. Like I'm 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 of the I'm of the opinion that uh, as far as the NFL, what the NFL did was the NFL kind of had like a bad public image. Like in the early 2000s, there were a lot of players getting arrested, a lot of players publicly doing things that the league would not want people in their league to be doing. So the NFL decided like, Hey, and, and the, the players were getting arrested, but they weren't going to jail. If that makes sense. Like they got arrested for the night or for the weekend for while and out, but they weren't there were no getting, true there were, yeah, there were no charges. They weren't spending time like years or months, not like that. So the NFL was like, okay, we're going to take it a step beyond the justice system. Whatever the justice system says, we don't care about that. We're going to take it a step further, and we're going to punish harder than the justice system. And that's what they've been doing lately. And so now we get to this thing. And, and when, I, when I saw that, I was more of the opinion where it's just like, hey, man, if someone's wilding out on the weekend or wilding out during the offseason, let the justice system handle it because the NFL isn't – they're not qualified to, to deal with these things. Like we've seen – all the sexual assaults that players have dealt with, all the you know domestic abuse, gun charges, all these things, they tend to mess it up. Like the Ray Rice situation, they handled that poorly. They had the uh, Ray Rice's now wife like apologize to the media, like at like they had a media thing where she was out there too, and it's like, why, like, what is, what are we doing? So there's a part of me that's like, okay, let the justice system handle what is going on with the NFL There's or with these players. There's no reason for the NFL to get involved because they're just going to screw it up. They're going to over-penalize and it's going to get reduced and it, it it is what it is. But then when you see what's going on with this Deshaun case, it's like, how, how do you let this person play in the league with this type of behavior going on? And one of the, one of the things that they talk about in this league is like character. We want character guys in this league. We want character guys on our team. Uh, when they did an inter- introductory uh, press conference, it was, oh, we did uh, the Cleveland Browns. 
we did all the research we could. We did the investigations that we mm. could. We talked to all the people that were involved here, and we felt like, you know, Deshaun didn't do these things, or he's not a he's not a bad guy. And I'm to the point where I don't care. Like yeah. the NFL, the NFL does not care about character guys. They don't care if you're a good person. They don't care if you're a locker room guy. They care about can you play, and like it or not, Deshaun Watson top 10 quarterback and he's young so if it it was jordan love that did these he would be out of the league but i mean like i said at the end of the day people talking about i mean back in 2016 2017 people were talking about wanting to boycott the league um for what colin kaepernick was doing or or what the nfl was doing or people kneeling players kneeling blah 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 this is the appropriate reason to boycott the NFL. If they don't do something about this, because as a person, anybody, if you have a daughter, if you have a mother, if you have an aunt, if you have, you know, cousins, whatever the case may be, friends, girlfriends, like that type of behavior, you just, you just can't do. And then to me, it's a mockery and a slap in the face when this Negro gets 230 30 million dollars guaranteed anyway because he he is uber talented but the thing is he he's nasty like you you just can't do that like 66 in 17 months and we got 20 something people saying that he was being inappropriate who knows if the other and sorry I don't have like the correct map but who knows if the other late 30 early 40 ish people may have signed ndas you just never know or maybe they were just like hey i'm cool with it whatever that's your prerogative but at the end of the day you got 66 women in 17 months and you have 24 25 of them that are saying that what you did was inappropriate and when you read the details of some of this stuff that he was asking to be done that's the reason why he went to these IG people to get it done. But he, he, he it, it, it didn't have shit to do with getting a massage. It had nothing to do with wellness, with taking care of yourself. It was all about pleasuring himself in the nastiest, freakiest, most fetish way that he possibly can. Thank you for finally coming back. Well, he, was, he was also, sorry, he was also enabled also. He's been enabled to behave this way and to continue behaving this way. Because like I said, the Cleveland Browns said they investigated all this. And now all these other reports are coming out that all these other women are saying, like, nah, Deshaun did. Like, the NFL hasn't talked to me. The NFL never talked to me. The Cleveland Browns never called me. You know, he did something to me. They never talked to me. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons, the New Orleans Saints, Carolina Panthers all met with this guy. And before they could, before they could meet with him, they had to have a deal in place with the Browns to just talk to Deshaun Watson. Like, they already had to have, like, okay, we're going to send you this guy, this guy, these draft picks. Can we talk to Deshaun? And Cleveland was like, yep, we'll take that. You can talk to him. The Colts, they requested to talk to him, but they got denied because they're in the same division. So there's a lot of other teams that need to be kind of, like, publicly shamed for this. But it's just like Deshaun has been enabled to do this because he has gotten off phrasing. Uh, He did get a new massive – unnecessary unnecessary contract extension he's now the highest paid quarterback or he's getting the most guaranteed money out of everybody anybody ever ever in the nfl for what for leading the texans to the playoff one time like what like i'm not saying he's a bad quarterback but he's not 
This isn't Patrick Mahomes. He's not a Super Bowl MVP. He's not a regular season MVP. He's not a first-team All-NFL guy. Like, he's a great quarterback. He's a top-ten guy. But, like, Matthew Stafford's a top-ten quarterback, too. And no one's giving him that kind of <sighs> Just look at the look at – and that kind of proves that there's not a lot of great quarterbacks if Matthew Stafford is a top-ten. Kirk Cousins is probably number eight. Like, that's what, I'm, that's what we're talking about. It's so hard to get a quarterback that you can look at a guy that has – 24 allegations of possible sexual assault, and you're like, nah, we need a quarterback, though. He's still young. He can slain that. We need him. Bring him in and pay him. And you have the Cleveland Browns who did nothing. They didn't talk to anybody. But this reporter was able to find all these women. The, the, the Browns are worth a billion dollars. The NFL is worth multiple billions of dollars. You don't have any investigators anybody qualified enough to go talk to these women to go find these women nothing you guys could find all that stuff in tom brady's phone about deflated balls but you can't find one massage therapist that can be like yo deshaun a nasty ass nigga dog or and you know what here's my thing let the man play in the league like you can put all this pressure on the nfl that you want it don't matter it's run by rich white dudes you ain't gonna tell them dudes what to do the issue is with the justice system that's, that reads all this, that hears all this, and it's like, nah, that ain't enough to take the trial. Like, as, as, as someone that works in, like, customer service or someone that's a woman or someone that works with powerful men or in the service industry, you look at that and you just say, it doesn't matter what I say or what I do or what I present to these people. They're not going to believe me. When Deshaun Watson, when his when his thing didn't go to trial, you know what they were saying? Bunch of gold diggers. Just a bunch of people after his money. And this is what Deshaun Watson, like, who can, like they don't we don't care. No one's gonna you think the Cleveland Browns ratings are gonna go down this season? Or maybe the games he doesn't play. You think people are gonna stop watching football? No. That's yeah, it. they when I said earlier, or in the description, like whenever they do the 30 for 30 on the Cleveland Browns quarterbacks, that's going to be insane. But again, it should be more reflective on their ownership, which is just terrible. But I, I did watch like every hot take from every like popular sports announcer and uh, broadcaster. And there was some things they were saying like um, that there could be some language in his contract that if he wasn't like for, forthright with him, I don't know if you covered that because I couldn't hear it. I had it down low. But if he wasn't forthright with him, there is, I believe, language where they can void his deal. So if he said like, hey, I told you everything I knew, and like this latest person is not in that, I told you everything I knew block, then they could probably get it out of that contract. Why would and they? they were also saying like, hey, he might have been like, yo, I honestly don't remember how many of these people I did this to, which could be. Again, very shicey by the Browns to accept that because you're accepting pretty much a, a coverall for any more freaky man stuff he's done. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely another bad black eye for the league per usual. But like Marcus said, they don't care. So I did have a hot take on this whole Deshaun uh, Watson thing. And I preface this with under no circumstances am I absolving him of his wrongdoing. Um, I'm not defending him. I'm not defending his actions. I just want to bring up a hypothetical. Um, so it seems that Deshaun Washington has some sort of kink or some sort of some some sort of freaky, deep-rooted freakiness in him. I wonder that if 
and we've talked about this on the podcast for years. I, know, I feel like I know where this is going, and I'm, yes. about to dis- I'm about to disagree with you. Okay. So what if prostitution was legal in the United States, where now a person that has – a person that wants to essentially pay for sex doesn't have to do it in a roundabout way. Like, hey, I can just pay for sex, and it's not looked at as like, oh, you're a nasty man. You're paying for sex. Ooh, you're a freak. No, nah, like – the. People are sexual people. Like without sex, none of us would be here. And because this country is crazy that the values this country has ran on, like the NFL is just like, it's weird that the NFL is, I would have to say overall, I'd say conservative in like the most negative ways, how they react to the whole Colin Kaepernick thing. And obvious, obviously the disregard to the treatment of women or whatever, but it's those like same values that won't allow like, legalized prostitution to be a thing which could again like tying back to the sex dolls it could get i feel like it could eliminate some of these problems right like hey man like nobody's gonna shame you if you want to pay for sex bro if you like you know freaky massage kinks then go to the local sex shop and do your thing and go about your business throw some touchdowns and don't present that freaky massage kink to women who don't want it like again and repeat myself I am not absolving him of anything he did. He is the nasty man. He is disgusting. Honestly, somebody should have shot him in the fade, maybe put a bullet in his kneecaps or something like that, allegedly. But I'm just saying, like, if if America wasn't so weird about, like, some sex acts, then, like, I think things would be a little bit different. And Aren't the brothels for, in Vegas legal? Like, he could just go uh, there? There's one in Lyons County, Nevada. It's, like, outside of Reno. But um, I remember he used to be on HBO. Yeah, so um just for some context. Can I can I, can I disagree uh, with that real quick? Wait, let me or, let me throw let me throw in some um let me, let me let you land. So just for some context, I looked up, I just did a quick search and I, I I'm just scanning it because I don't have the time to go through it, but um I guess in Holland they have legal prostitution zones, and they said one of the key takeaways uh the author the author provided casual evidence that um, that there was a 32 to 40 percent reduction in rape and sexual abuse within two years of the city opening its tipple zone. Um, the higher number is for cities that license sex work in the tipple zone. The lower figure is for cities without licensing process. The decreases in sexual abuse are stronger cities with licensed tipple zones or essentially places where they legalize prostitution. All right, so. I, I agree with what you're saying, right? I agree that prostitution should be legal. Sex workers should be treated as professional workers that uh, provide a service that should be legal. The issue isn't the sex workers. It's Deshaun Watson. It's the, it's the Deshaun Watson of the, of the world because, yes, he like he wants a particular thing, but it seems like for him, what gets him off is being able to do the things that he's not supposed to do. Like there was, there's, <clears throat> there, there but are some. Set up no, 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 hang on, hang on. No, no, like, hey, no, it's not a surprise. No, no, no. I meet out. You know what I'm saying? Pause. It's not. It's not the same because you got to do. There's probably paperwork that's involved. There's a conversation that goes into it. It's 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 the um, it's the Bill Cosby thing because there there some of these uh. 
masseuses or, or yeah, masseuses, they were willing. They were just like, you know, they gave Deshaun Watson a massage and Deshaun was like, hey, can you do this? Can you do this little extra thing? And some of them were like, yeah, cool, I will do that. But it's the ones that wouldn't do it. The ones that said no, where he kind of seemed to like push it. Like, he wants that one. The ones that telling them no, like, no, I want that one. Or with Bill Cosby, where it's just like, hey, this woman agreed to come home and sleep with me. That ain't enough. I need to drug her. I need her to be passed out. I need to be. I need her to be incapacitated. And the reason why I kind of push back on the whole sex work thing is that I wouldn't. I'm. I, I don't want to treat prostitutes or sex workers or anything like that like they're less than human. That you can just kind of treat them any kind of way because that's kind of what Deshaun is doing. So like, yeah, you're a sex worker, and you're like, hey, you know, I got this contract with Deshaun Watson. I'm gonna go over there, and uh, we're gonna do some massage play. And he's going to do whatever, whatever. And, you know, it is what it is. But with Deshaun, it seems like he's going to go off script. And he's going to try to take it a step further. And he's going to try to do something that you didn't agree to. And now you're in a comfortable, an uncomfortable position. So it's like, I, nah, I, I don't know, man. Like, he's just, he's a nasty nigga. He don't need to be around people. Like, and the thing that, the, I think the scariest part about this is that, what is what what is to stop him from continuing this? Like, why would he stop DMing women on Instagram asking for massages? He got all he okay. I, I gotta stop saying that. Did you, was, did you see that? Uh, that I don't know if it was real, so I didn't look it up, but for the sake of this podcast, it is real. <laughs> the P. Yes. Diddy post, yes. I hope, I hope that wasn't real. It can't I hope be that real. real, yeah. That can't be real, but, but like, but like, so, so well, he was, but do you hear what his lawyer said though? He said, like, happy endings aren't illegal. Man. Yeah, so if he said that, I feel like that post might be real. Like, I'm like, bro, you are wild, dog. <laughs> You're doing a lot. But it just gets to the point where it's like, okay, so he did all these nasty-ass things, right? Uh, he was able to leave a bad team. He, got, he gets to leave Houston, the Houston Texans, who have been a terrible team for like a little while now. He's going to a better team, or, or a worse city. Like, the city, obviously, Houston is... And, can I say something about Houston real quick? When I was traveling to Vegas, we stopped in Houston. As soon as you get off of the plane in Houston in the airport, it smells like barbecue. Best thing I've ever that, that was amazing. Like Nickerville, like, USA. My goodness. God bless Houston. But so you go to a different city in Cleveland, you get to a better team, and you get the most guaranteed money of any player in NFL history. If he wants to massage, what's stopping him from doing it still? I think my biggest issue with the with with everything that's involved is this could be only the beginning because we know people that have these type of problems that are thrill seekers they love to push the envelope so okay and some of them he didn't you know ejaculate on women but and yes Shan it is Nickerville USA um shout out to Turkey Leg Hut uh, but and them swingers and folks, but you're going to keep pushing the envelope and you're, he's not big when you think of MB, like NFL players, but to your average man, he's a big man. Like he's what? Six, three, two, something like that. Pretty much straight muscle, probably like 10% or less body fat getting these smaller women. And like I said, what's to stop him from pushing it a little further now, Instead of ejaculating 
you know, now you want to do something else or, or, you know, it just, they caught it early because like I said, who knows, maybe when he got to his thirties, he just full out raped women and assault them and everything else. I mean, he obviously likes that type of thrill instead of, you know, going to Holland or going to wherever you said in Nevada where sex work is uh, legal, you know, and, and speaking of that, when it comes to sex work, sex work being legal, you know, I don't want to partake in any of that because, you know, like old dirty bastard said, and since uh, I know Rev's going to call me the old dirty bastard, but oh, baby, I like it raw. Yeah, baby, I like it raw. All right, bro. <laughs> it's a nasty nigga, man. It's a nasty I, nigga. But yeah. But, okay. Honestly, what's the difference between Deshaun Watson and R. Kelly? Like R. Kelly was able, R. Kelly was able. No, no, no. Hang on. Let 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 me. They're underage. Hang on. Let me walk through it a little bit. What R. Kelly was doing, everybody knew about it. Everybody knew the stuff that he was doing, and they let it slide. But everybody knew, and it got to a point where he took it too far, or he did it. He did something, and all of a sudden, now he in jail, and people are like, all these documentaries and videos and photos, everything's coming out, and we're just like. Dog, R. Kelly should have been in jail 20 years ago. With Sean Watson, this thing is coming out now. We all know this nigga is nasty. 10 years from now, when he takes it too far, we're going to look back at this time and be like, why the fuck wasn't Deshaun Watson put in jail in 2022? It's the same thing. There's no, there's no, like, okay, to keep the heat off of him, Deshaun Watson might lay low for the year. But this offseason, the summer of 2023, why would he not continue this behavior? What is stopping him? They've told him it's okay. So why stop? They told R. Kelly, it's okay. They told Bill Cosby, it's okay. They tell these famous people that it's okay to, to behave this way. Why would he stop? He has no reason to stop. No, no. Hey, and another, let me just throw another tidbit in here. Let me throw another tidbit in here. Deshaun Watson and this is all alleged right now. The NFL, is inve- the NFL is investigating this. Deshaun Watson went to the Houston Texans to ask about NDAs. The Houston Texans put him up in like some kind of room, some hotel room for him to get some of these massages. So it's not just Deshaun Watson doing these nasty ass things. It's possibly Houston Texans helping him cover these things up to keep these women from talking. It's possibly the Houston Texans providing him with a private room or an area to keep it, to keep whatever he is doing out the mainstream. So, like I said, what is to stop him from going forward with this behavior? Yeah. I mean, so the, just to kind of button that up a little bit, I did see uh, Shannon Sharp's take on that. And he said he wasn't, a lot of people aren't ready to say the texts were complicit with this because he was saying, like, essentially that, okay that the Texans could have provided him like hotel rooms for other purposes. Like I think they said in like some people's contracts, they'll say, Hey, in my contract, I want, you know, this hotel room for my family when they come in town. So they always have a place or whatever. And then he told a story about, you know, he was in town somewhere. He needed a hotel room. The team got it for them. But if you were to go in there and murder somebody that like the team necessarily wouldn't be held accountable for that. So, but that's still like, you know, allegations now if it is deeper than rap like that then yeah they got to sell that team all that all that jazz but um yeah 
we'll we'll see. This is this is gonna be a story. It's been a story since it happened, and we'll we'll definitely follow follow up with it. Um, I know Rev's not here. I don't know if Marcus still wants to talk about uh, the Warriors, but my my final take that I'm probably gonna do a solo episode. You know, hopefully some other people do those as well. You know, since they have all this free time to get packed up on Warzone. Um, but it was the over the weekend was the 15th anniversary of arguably the greatest TV show of all time, The Sopranos. And I don't have time to get my Sopranos bag because I'm going to be called, you know, a dick eater and, you know, all that stuff. But we we did talk about The Wire briefly. Um, you need to talk about how you like The Sopranos so much, but you avoid a lot of black cinema. But go ahead. And yeah, so I'm, I'm I actually restarted The Sopranos recently. Go ahead. Yes, apparently I'm anti-black or whatever, but whatever. Um, but yeah, uh, just one thing that I did do was go through and look at like five different rankings of the top episodes. And I did rewatch one episode that I saw that was continuously like between like one and ten. Um, and and this is where I was going back to the wire with like, oh, that raggedy ass scene with, with um, Snoop was like one of the greatest scenes in television history, which is not. Um, but yeah, one of the consensus top episodes, and surprisingly, it wasn't the last episode, which is in like the top. I've seen it from top ten to twenty, but I guess maybe the uh, the quintessential episode of The Sopranos is an episode called The Pine Barrens. So on the surface, just how I was trying to say that if you missed that scene with Snoop um, at the uh, AutoZone or if she was at the Home Depot that you wouldn't miss anything. Like, if you watch the episode without further context, the Pine Barrens episode, it'll seem benign. Like, it's like, hey, this is this doesn't really push the plot. But it, it does because it's a big... Uh, it sets up the stage for Chris and Polly's relationship throughout the rest of the show, which is very interesting. Um, I've said this before, Polly is my favorite character, not named Tony Soprano. Polly is he is hilarious. He is hilarious. He's an interesting person. Like he was actually really like about that life in real life. But there's there's a lot of low-key funny stuff about that that episode. But the the big part of the episode is that uh and this is no spoilers. Again, this doesn't damn. Go watch the Pie Barons episode. If you haven't watched Sopranos, it's been ranked like the number one episode on many lists. It is it is hilarious. It is so funny for no reason. It's very relatable. There's a lot of lessons. The biggest lesson I will tell you without any spoilers is that before you have a large task to take, eat some food. Like, always take time to eat. Always carry snacks. That would be my best word of advice. I always have snacks on deck. You never know what's going to happen. And, can, and that's all I said about this. Can you really spoil a show that's 15 years old? I mean, like, Rev has never seen it. I mean, like, come on. All right. That's so, an old ass show. All right. So, you're right. So, so they were, Chris and Polly were tasked to pick up some money from this dude. So, Syl was supposed to pick up the money. And Tony was like, yo, Syl is sick. Syl is clearly in the background, like, counting money at the strip club or something like that. He's like, all right, whatever. So, him and Chris go to pick up this, uh, pick up this money for this Russian dude. And, like, Polly's in there talking cash shit just for no reason. And the Russian dude's like drunk, talking shit or whatever. And he's got like this fancy universal remote that looks like a Game Boy because it's like a 90s, 2000 TV show. All right. 
So Polly is being a dickhead and breaks the remote. And then this Russian dude, he's got to be like six, seven, and just attacks Polly and starts beating the shit out of him. And they starts beating up Chris too. And they finally get a hold of him and like choke his ass out and they like crush his windpipe. And like, oh shit, this dude is dead. So of course, in my fashion, what do they do? They find a rug in his house, they tie him up and throw him in the back of the trunk. So this is in New Jersey. They're on the Garden State Parkway. They stop to get some gas. And uh, they're like, yo, we should probably get some food. Like, nah, business first. We got to take care of this body. Go bury him in the, in the Pine Barrens, which is somewhere in South Jersey, like in the forest. Dead of winter. So they drive off to this secluded place in Pine Barrens to uh, bury this gentleman. Um, they open the trunk and discover this gentleman is not dead. He is alive. <laughs> so they're like, all right, bet. So we go walk you out to the middle of the, the woods. And you go dig your own grave and we go shoot you and put you in the ground. Right. So he's digging his grave talking shit. He's like barefoot talking about like talking to Russia like you're off from Russia. Like this is war to me. I wash my balls with ice water or whatever. <laughs> and then he like he hits dude, he hits Chris in the face with a hammer and throws Polly to the ground and runs off into the woods. And they're like chasing them in the woods and, and like shooting at him or whatever. And like they're running, 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 running. He's about to run over this hill and like they fire, right? And you see like you see they hit him in the back of the head like a piece of meat like flies off his head. And like, all right, bet we got him, we got him. This dude gets right back up and starts running back into the wood. I'm like, oh shit! They never, they never find this dude. They're stuck in the woods all night. Lost their shoes, freezing up, eat ketchup packets, fighting over Tic Tac. It is so funny. Go watch the Pie Bears episode. Let me know what you think. Sopranos is the goat. Yeah, it's definitely one of the. I've uh, also never seen Sopranos. Just thought I'd throw that out there. That that's honestly not surprising. It's not surprising for it's it's. I think it's. I think once you reach a certain age, it's just like, do I want to go back and watch that? Like, kind of. I will say, like shows like The Sopranos and The Wire. Watching it now, like in twenty twenty two, them shows are dated. Like they are super dated. Like the idea of watching a show that doesn't have computers with high speed internet and they still use pagers, very. Uh, hard to get into that when it's just like dog just fucking texas dude like a lot of these older shows would be so much shorter and more uh like a lot of problems would have been solved sooner that they could have just shot a text at somebody like just shoot a text let them know and said they have to like i gotta find a payphone, i gotta find a pager i need to find coins i ain't got no wi-fi there's no wi-fi doesn't even exist i can't email this guy it's it's pretty insane but yeah uh I can't call them on my car phone because uh, they we didn't have plans back then. So no. Yeah, you run up a three four hundred dollar bill um, messing around with them car phones. So yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Like, I think watching shows because it's still like new enough to where like I mean they have like cars that you may recognize your parents may have or something like that. Um, and then like like you said when you see it and you're like, well, dang. They don't even have a two-way page. Like, there's no text. Texting didn't exist. Um, like a lot of you had to be rich to have a cell phone. The cell phones were like, you know, pretty big back in the '90s, definitely. Um, but yeah, definitely check out the Sopranos. I can't believe like a lot of y'all haven't seen it, but you know, it did come out in what like '99 and it went to '06 or something like that. So I guess I get it. I didn't watch it when it first came out. I didn't, I didn't watch it live. I caught it um, after it was already over. 
and and I don't know, man. Like I feel like if so, like Rev, Rev hasn't watched um, The Wire or The Sopranos, right? Rev obviously has bad taste and things. So or yeah, whatever. So I don't think like so. If I was to go, if I was to talk to Rev and just go ahead and start talking about The Sopranos and just tell her how it ends. That's kind of a dick move because I know she hasn't seen it. Why would I go through and tell her about that? Now, I feel like if you're on Twitter and you're just texting or just tweeting about The Sopranos and you just happen to tweet about the ending and some you know random person comes into your message and it's like, spoiler alert. I'm like, nigga, it came out in 1998. And you're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, no, that's not a spoiler alert, dog. Just watch the shit like you haven't watched it. There's no like so. Uh, chance of this in the chat. It took me years to watch uh, Game of Thrones, but the thing was, is I I did see some spoilers when it was live because while uh, Game of Thrones was going on, it came on. I believe it came on before Insecure, so I would be on Twitter getting ready to watch Insecure, and I would catch the very ending of people tweeting about Game of Thrones, and there was always like some big cliffhanger some big thing happened. So what I, I mean, honestly, what I would do is I would just start tweeting about it, just faking it. Like, Oh my God, I can't believe they had uh apple pie at the red wedding. Like just whatever. Like not knowing anything about the show, just tweeting about it anyway. So like, it is what it is. Spoilers happen. And like, just watch the show. Like, I don't know what else, what else to tell you. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm guessing we're not going to do three hours. Yeah, I, I gotta go to work tomorrow. <laughs> you know, have you seen like The Godfather, Scarface, <laughs> those style of movies, Goodfellas? I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. She hasn't seen those movies. Yeah, I have actually. Okay. Yeah, it's like in that realm. Um, it, it's it's one of the greatest shows ever. It's it's really good. Now I've um, seen yeah. like bits and pieces of Sopranos for sure, just for pop culture purposes, but I haven't actually like sat and watched it in its entirety. So, Scarface, though, I've seen all the way through that long-ass movie. Jesus Christ. Scarface, Loki. <laughs> Scarface, I I want to uh, go back. I, this was something I, I said I was going to do at some point. I was going to live tweet watching it. Scarface, Loki might be trash. I need to watch it again. It might Loki be trash. Might be trash. I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't watch Scarface until 2018. I had never seen it, so I didn't understand the like the pop culture stuff and all. I mean, of course, I know like a lot of the rap references and stuff like that. And I was like, man, let me go ahead and do this because people were kind of getting on me. And when I seen it, because it is a movie from the 70s, I was like, okay, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like I've, you know. I've obviously seen a lot of things since then, but it was still, it was good, but I didn't understand why, you know, niggas love the movie the way they do. And we weren't really in the movie, but you know. Not at all. There, and there was, there were no Cubans in that movie. There was like two Cubans in that movie. Everybody else was a Jewish white man. So like there was a summer, I think it was summer 2005. I watched Scarface every day during that summer. <laughs> Don't ask me why. I don't know what I was going through in my life, but 2005, for some reason, I watched Scarface every day. Worst. Ridiculous. So, are we going to do songs of the week? Don't ask me why, Rev. Don't ask why. Okay, I was, I've been going. Yeah, we'll we'll do song of the week, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap. 
You want to go first? No, songs go? of the week are what? Just just whatever song, song that you've been listening to this week that you like. Ooh, we. If Mine's it's new, depressing. if it's old, you know. <laughs> Mine is depressing. I can start. <laughs> but right, I've been playing Trust Issues by Drake all week. All no, week. no, yeah. no, yeah, not my guy, not not my oh. guy, man, not like this. Jesus, <sighs> overweight raps, curtain clothes, liars, men are liars. Jeez. So, oh my god, trust issues has been my theme song, yeah, for sure. Back in these streets, back in these streets. Even though the dating pool got piss in it, but you know, here I am. <laughs> hate, hate it had to be him. Jesus, man, I was rooting for that guy too. Weren't we all, man? Crazy. He'll realize how bad he fucked up in a few, and then by that point, I'll be out of here. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> that was depressing. <laughs> I will say, I did watch. Uh, uh, Miami Vice, not that bad on mute. Not gonna lie, it's kind of entertaining. Uh, my song of the week, so uh, SZA released. <laughs> oh my gosh, SZA big released. Turd, yeah. <laughs> SZA released uh, a deluxe edition of her classic album Control. Uh, this album came out like five years ago, I think. Also, uh, it's definitely one of the better. R&B albums to come out in the last uh, 10 years for sure. So I re-ran it. She added an alternate version of Love Galore, which I think doesn't sound great. And one, two, three, four, five, six extra songs. Uh, the song that I have been kind of obsessively listening to a lot is 2AM. It sounds a little bit more like the R&B songs you hear nowadays as far as like the 808s and the heavy drum, trap drums and all that stuff. But just the lyrics and the writing on it for some reason have really like grabbed a hold on to me. And it's uh, SZA kind of being in that kind of that the weekend bag where it's like, like I want to be with you, but like you got other people and you know, I'm not the only one type deal. And yeah. I, I and get, for that reason, that's why I didn't get ran by me. <laughs> yeah, so um, I get why it didn't make the album because of the production. The production doesn't fit the rest of the album. Like I tried, I was like, okay, what if I? What if you put it here? What if you put it here? It it just doesn't work. I, uh, that, but that's a tough. Like this song needs to be on somebody's album. Like this should have went somewhere because it's that great of a song. My only issue, SZA. No more outros to songs. You are ruining great songs with these weak-ass, trash-ass outros. Like, 2AM has an outro that isn't needed, and it sucks. The Weeknd, same thing. The outro, that bright idea is bullshit. Get that the fuck out of here. Like, I I want a version of the song without that. Stop doing this. Stop doing... It's like when when LMA starts speaking on the end of her song it's like please you stop have to this. just shut up like make or make it a separate song that i can skip because no i don't want to hear you talk i don't want to hear you talking about beans and toast or whatever the fuck you're talking about i don't want to hear it 
Scissor, I, stop I've with the outro. I perfectly timed bright ideas so that I can turn it off as soon as the weekend oh. finishes. Oh, gosh. I hate that so much. And and she does the same thing with 2 a.m. Like, if you listen to 2 a.m., it's a damn near, it's a almost flawless song. Like, everything about it just works. Like, I've been just, I just keep listening to it because it's that great of a song. But then it gets to that end, and she wants to put some fucking Afrobeats drums at the end talking about some bullshit. I'm like... What the fuck, man? Someone tell her no. She like obviously she's a very beautiful woman, and if she wants to do something, she could probably just be like, oh yeah, whatever. And you get the puppy dog guy. She's like, all right, let her let her do whatever she wants to do. No, someone tell that woman no. Had enough. Liberties. No, no more outro, scissor. No more. You're done. You're done. You're cut off. If you want, if you love this outro so bad, make it a separate song. Then we'll see what we can do. But that's my song. 2 a.m. from SZA. Great song. Okay, so Rev, even though for some weird reason she says she watched Spice World every Sunday as a youth, obviously there was probably some drug usage going on in her household. I don't know. It can't be Um, that great. It's a great movie. uh, Yeah, I've never seen it, so I'm just joking with her. But um, (laughs) Her song of the week is a peace sign by Usher and Zaytoven. Um, we got Sham contributing with these words by Natasha Bedingfield. Great song. Wow. Amazing song. Um, we got King Quest, who's uh, R.I.P. Trouble with Ready and R.I.P. Trouble and Free YSL. If he didn't do it, Young Thug in Trouble, Thief in the Night. Free Thug, Free Thug right now. I'm about to show my age since I'm the. I know he did it for I'm about to show my age since I'm the second oldest person on the podcast. Um, Whoa, what? Yeah, you're you're a month older than me. Damn it! You didn't. <laughs> I don't know why I went bald so quick, but whatever. Um, I'm going with MC8 Straight Up Menace. Like that song that came on, I was on TikTok. And it came on, and it just it brought like a lot of memories. If y'all don't know, that's from Minister Society. Um, that is a black movie that South Breeze has seen. Um, so shout out to him. Shout out to MC8. And um, I'm, I'm gonna kick it. I'm, I'm gonna give y'all two this week because I went to the the Legends of the Streets or Streets of the Legends of the Streets tour, and you know saw Young Jeezy live. He does a great show. Like, I don't know if anybody's ever seen him live, but Jeezy, if you talk about want to go down memory lane, like he, he got the tracks. So I'm going to go with the Jeezy song and we will bring it to my hood. Like everybody know that song. It came on. We were all vibing to it. There's a lot of weed going on in the air. My allergies was acting up, um, but it, it was it was a great time. So if it comes to your city, make sure that you go to that tour, support black artists. Um, I just like to thank you, Cena, for um, taking the time out to come on the podcast, chop it up with us. Thank you uh, for you having me. It was job. great. Oh, and you're always welcome back. Um, shout out to everybody in the chat, whether it's um, Andy or Andrew, um rev shan shan definitely thank you for coming back like you you need to be here every week like we definitely miss you in the chat because you're the queen in the chat um so bye down to you shout out to you um king quest is always uh, that ga boy 
Um, I think I, I think it was it may be some people I'm missing. I do apologize for that, but um, definitely thank y'all for tuning in. Um, this is KTSC Avenue. I'm the Tech Messiah, and we are out. Yeah, baby, I like it, bro. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs>